Hello, Tameside Internet, everyone who's listening. I'm Xander Langwiston. I'm back with another instalment of your Xander's Movie Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, it's good to be back. And I'm here with a brand new guest. It is uh, my, my roommate. It is uh, Will Soff. Hi, how are you doing? It's me, Will Soff, as you heard. Um, I watch movies, and I don't remember actor names, director names, or anyone, so... This should be fantastic. Yes. <laughs> so, um, there's not going to be any news today, because, you know, I didn't prep that much. But uh, we are going to be doing a... Since it's the first one of 2020, uh, we're going to be doing a year in review. So we're going to look at all the movies that we've watched over the course of 2019... Uh, all the 2019 releases, so there will be some films that have come out in 2020 that we might discuss as well, just because they came out in 2019, so they're eligible to, for Oscars and stuff like that. Um, we've got a list here of 81 movies that we've seen collectively. They're decent, yeah. There's well, fairly decent you've between the two. probably like 90% of those, but yes. Yeah, yeah I watched 70 of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's kick things off. Uh, this one came out. In January, so mm-hmm. it could have been discussed last year. Uh, the favorite. The favorite. Okay. Uh, did, did you see this? Yes, I forgot that came out this year. Um, yeah, it was a uh, New Year's Day. I remember yes. that because <laughs> I, dire- I went yes. to see it, and uh, as I came out, my old uh, assistant head teacher from my high school was in the same film. <laughs> and I felt very uncomfortable because there's a lot of sex in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sex. Yeah, it's it's um, it doesn't pull its punches. Yeah, it is uh, pretty. It is pretty fantastic. The only the only downside to this film, which everyone I, I've seen a lot of people say they like it, it's the, such a small thing. It's the fisheye lens. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's a little distracting it's at times. Like they just used a GoPro, didn't have their camera on set. <laughs> they were like, okay, let's just use this guy's GoPro. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, but um, apart from that, you know, fantastic. Yeah, um, Olivia Coleman's incredible. Emma Stone, I love Emma Stone anyway. Yeah. Rachel Weisz is terrified. Oh She's yeah, yeah, scary yeah. man. <laughs> um, I also just love Yorgos Lanthimos. I love his other yeah. two films, The Lobster and uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Two things that I haven't watched yet. The Lobster is hilarious. Yeah. It's so weird. It's yes. so weird. But he has this thing where his dialogue is like almost robotic. Okay. So like people are only saying things like because they need to be said. There's no pointless dialogue. And everyone's yeah. very to the point. And, uh, yeah. Colin Farrell's I'm, really good in both of those. Yeah. To an extent, could you say that's good writing or would you say that's bad writing because they're not really exploring anything else but the, just the main narrative, the main story? I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's good writing, but it's, it's in the performance. Yeah. That, so yeah, the, perf- the performance is also very robotic and I feel like that's an intentional um, thing to do. Yeah. By, by direction. Yeah. 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 Makes sense, yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Favorite. Pretty favorite, good. Very pretty, good. Pretty, yeah. pretty. Pretty good. Very good. Uh, yeah. The next one, Stan and Ollie. This also came out in January. <laughs> Steve and Coogan and uh, yes. John C. Riley as a mm. uh, Laurel and Hardy. Did yeah. you see this? Didn't see. Not. Did not. See this, this movie is adorable. It's adorable. It's adorable. It's funny. It's it, like I said. It's a. It's cute. Uh, the two guy, two main leads, are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. You know, there are certain things in it that you don't realize our laurel and hardy gags until until like in the movie during the movie some of the things happen and they are laurel and hardy gags and you're like that's a classic gag and it's a yeah it's a it's a really crowd-pleasing movie and the final scenes beautiful because they're just the dancing to one of the songs and it's you can just see the shadows in the background while they're performing that's quite nice and it's really good yeah visually Um, interesting at all or it's um well i don't really know anything anything about the story oh uh you know, it's just it's just good to see Steve Coogan in things as well. Yeah, because he's a solid actor. Oh yeah, he's been and fun. seeing John C. Riley do something other than 
a terrible comedy with Will Ferrell. Yeah, because yeah, two months, be- what well, a month before that, he released <laughs> Holmes and Watson, which may be one of the worst comedies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so two comedy duos and another comedy duo. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the next film uh, that got released, uh, it was this was straight to DVD. This was Reign of the Superman. This was a DC uh, animated film. Yeah. Uh, it was a sequel to The Death of Superman. They released oh, okay, them both yeah. separately. And uh, me and my dad watched both of these. The, the, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Just, no, I, mean, I doubt a lot of people have seen it. I'm, so I'm, I still yeah, spend loads of time on it. But it was, yeah, it was fine. It was enjoyable. Yeah, would you recommend it? Um, paired with the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Watching them both together is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But obviously, if you, if you just watch that one on its own, it's also fine. Mm. Good animation um, or the, the animation I like DC, DC animated films are generally pretty good anyway yeah um, they've they've got a really good hold on the animation side of things and uh, it's stories that you want to see in the movies but they just either keep messing it up or they don't have the time to do it so they make these yeah. little animated films and I'm I'm quite happy with uh, seeing it because nice. you get like Cyborg Superman and uh, Steel mm. which you haven't seen in a movie since 1998 with a uh, Shaq in the movie Steel, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yeah. is hilariously bad. Um, let's move on to the next one. This one, this documentary took the world by storm. Oh. Two documentaries about it coming out on um, Netflix and the other one came out on Hulu in America. It is the Fire Festival documentary. What do you think of this? Okay, right. So, Fire, the, the, the Fire Festival, I don't think you can make a bad documentary about the Fire Festival because it's such an interesting topic. It's so interesting. As is. There's so much to explore. Uh, the documentary itself kind of doesn't really do anything different. Yeah. It's interesting, but it's because the subject matter is interesting. I exactly. Feel like that it, there's no, like... The thing is, I like documentaries with, like, a you know creative voice with someone that you know who's making it yourself. This one just comes across very commercial and very, like... 100%. It doesn't feel like a like a, a small project that someone's interested about. It seems like a, like a you know, company's come across this amazing subject matter that yeah. like you know this will make it last lots of money you know we'll be able to sell it on netflix for quite cheap and yeah and yeah. It, it also screams that you know commercial because there's two of them yes it's like it's like when you know a big thor movie comes out mm. and then you always see those terrible dvds in asda yeah it's like god of thunder it's like oh it's the oh it's another thor movie but they've just yeah. made it quick to be released at the same time uh yeah it was okay again it's interesting but yeah. nothing really special about it it just took the internet by storm when it yeah. came out um, let's move on then. Uh, Glass. This was the uh, the third movie yeah. in the Unbreakable trilogy by M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> which was completely out of nowhere. Have you seen Unbreakable and Split? Okay, Unbreakable, yes, I've seen them both. Unbreakable, absolute masterpiece, has a few problems, but it is absolutely fantastic. The, it the is. The blocking in that film, like camera work, how everything works, it's insane. Um, uh, Split? I'm sort of split on split, I'll be honest. Um, you're split on split? Yeah. I'm also kind of split on split. It's it's okay. It, I feel like it really loses it by the end. I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, obviously things happen. It's three years old at this point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I spoil again, split. You know, I, I didn't watch Citizen Kane until, you know, a few years ago. So, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, yeah, split, it's... I feel... it. There's a point where the direct... I feel like um, M.L.A.M.L.A. just sort of gave up. Um, what's his face? The main main lead... Uh, James, James McAvoy. McAvoy, yes. Um, I think he was... They sort of went a bit off the rails at points because it just didn't... It doesn't doesn't seem very realistic. Obviously isn't, because yeah. this is the world of superheroes, but it, I don't know. They're trying to portray it in terms of mental illness. I don't think it explores it very well. Yeah. I think he's a bit off, too off the wall sometimes. 
I do like multiple personalities. Don't yeah, get me wrong. The, the performance is amazing. Yes. I, I don't know, it just feels a bit off. Maybe it's a bit too much. Maybe yeah. it sort of satirizes, like, um, schizophrenia. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a, it's a good take. It's yeah, a good take. It's not problematic. It just comes across a bit comedic or comical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does come across a bit comical at yeah. times. Um, so that, those two movies, um, at the end of Split, you see, uh, uh Bruce Willis from Unbreakable that, and it's been 19 years since mm-hmm. that came out, uh, when this came out. And yeah, they, they follow up with a movie about, uh, Bruce Willis carrying on his Unbreakable stuff from that movie mm-hmm. being like, what, Unbreakable. And then it, so it sort of, this movie sort of split into three sections. The first third is all about Bruce Willis and him, you know, carrying on with his superhero life. The second third is all about James McAvoy being the split, the the beast, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's one scene where it's, it's one shot and he switches between like five or six different characters. And that's brilliant. It is quite interesting. That's brilliant. And then the final third is all about Sam Jackson. Hmm. You'd expect kind of more of the film to be about Sam Jackson yeah. when the, in, the movie is named after him. <laughs> and he doesn't actually speak until like over an hour into this movie because yeah. he's just like paralyzed for the whole thing. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I enjoyed it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back, it's not that great. It's a little, the pacing's not great. Um, the ending is, I, I have mixed feelings on the ending. I'm not a massive fan of the end. I think it's a bit rushed. It did yeah. feel like it went to the last five minutes and you were like, okay, let's just kill them all off. Yeah, exactly. And it did seem a bit ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, visually interesting, not really. Um, compared to Unbreakable, it doesn't have the same like level of precision, I don't think. Yeah. With Unbreakable, there's like a curtain shot where like the curtain's like moving and stuff, but like there are glimpses of, um, uh, like, what's his face? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. Um, you can see him like, walking as the curtain like sways and he's always in shot. Yeah. Really interesting. And amazing. I don't know how they pulled that off, <laughs> but with this film, it seems like they just overuse like things and like gimmicks that they used before. So like, for example, like upside down shots, like just complete shots that start upside down and then they just do a slow track and then they rotate and go upright. Yeah. You see that on Unbreakable, uh, well, uh, I think it was a little kids watching TV and there's a purpose for it because you want to have a slow reveal of what you're looking at. Like, you don't know, you don't introduce to this character, so you start off by watching what he's watching, upside down, and then it rotates, because he's watching it upside down. There's a reason, like, you, it's a POV, pretty much. Yeah. But with this, there's just upside down shots thrown in randomly. I feel <laughs> it's sort of M. Night Shyamalan try, trying to be M. Night Shyamalan. It yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't really work for me, I don't think. And also, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about James McAvoy's dog run. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, like I'm a, a dog. big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> You're a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. Um, yeah, and the like. Obviously, the action is that there's only a bit of action at the end, and the trailer sort of sold this big action spectacle, yeah. and it's not that for most of the movie. Um, yeah, a, a little bit disappointing from mm. for for a, a general movie goer, but also as a fan of the tri- fan of the first two, yeah. uh, mainly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit disappointing as a finale. It doesn't really uh, work. Yeah. Yeah. Just- um, let's move on to one that was, for some reason, on your list on Letterboxd. Um, it's A Dog's Way Home. Would you, would you would you like to explain something to me here? Okay, right now. Um, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is a completely serious film. Uh, <laughs> this is such, an, uh, a, such a honest representation of a dog's life through 
multiple um through multiple different lives or maybe i'm getting confused no i'm getting confused dog's way home <laughs> there are two films in this trilogy or three yes there are, the knows. two of them came out this year yes <laughs> but you've only seen one of them this year <laughs> so you missed the third one okay dog's way home no dog's way home follows the story of a dog this is the second one in the trilogy just mind you just in case you didn't realise, you, you audience at home. Um, I think so, you could probably watch these without watching the yeah. first one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I okay. doubt you'll miss anything. This one, thing is, this one actually is not linked to the first one. The third one is linked to the first one, but this one is not. This oh, right. one, in fact, sto- uh, follows the story of... God knows what the character's name was. Uh, <laughs> who gets lost from home and has to find their way home. On the way, they uh, approach CGI uh, monkeys and uh, well, CGI apes as well. It's like a mix. Uh, they also approach uh, like people who want it in a harm's way, so like um, people who just don't like dogs, you know, people that don't exist in the real world. I think the main uh, dog is called Shelby. Cause, Shelby, because uh, I've scrolled down the IMDb <laughs> and the first dog that comes up is Shelby the dog. Honest, the, honestly, the dogs are far too far down this, this IMDb list of all these main human characters. Oh my god! Okay, fantastic cast. Just Justice for Shelby the dog. Yes, um, top billing. <laughs> okay, dogs way home. Honestly, uh, amazing cast, fantastic choice. Um, none the of them dog. Can, none of the, the dog as well. The dog did really well. <laughs> what surprises me, though, is that why are there so many films like this? I don't that know. That relate around dogs and use real dogs when it's so hard to work with real dogs. Like, I don't understand. Surely it must be so hard to get every shot in this film because the dog's just f***ing about. <laughs> like, I just don't see what's going on. I don't see... It's ridiculous because there's so many like this. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Especially well, they, they say the industry never worked with kids or animals. Yeah, and they've made two films in a year, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no idea. No idea. Fantastic we've, film. We've man. talked for far too long about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about Vice. Well, uh, this also came out in January. Yeah. Um, this is the follow-up um, for... What's his face? He made... Adam McKay? Adam McKay. Yeah. How did you get... I don't know. How did you know that? I, like I didn't. Him. I like him, yeah. <laughs> um, the follow-up from um, The Big Short, which yes. I watched about 20 minutes of and got really confused and turned it off. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to watch this at a, a secret screening, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. I didn't like it all that much. Yeah. I felt like the movie was really shouting at me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Some of the... And some of the jokes... Because it's trying to also be this dark drama, but also trying to be a, a kind of fun comedy at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the fun comedy bits, like there's a bit where it goes very meta and they start talking in Shakespeare. Yes. That, for the first, you know, 20 seconds, that's quite funny. Yes. And then the scene goes on. It does go on. And on and yeah. on. And apparently there was a musical number cut from the movie. <laughs> I'm like, what in the <laughs> is that? That would be quite interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thing is, first watch, I think it was like three and a half stars out of five. It was pretty okay. I did feel exactly the same though. Uh, it was a bit shouty. Yeah. It was a bit sort of condescending a bit from Adam McKay. He's like, you know, I know more about American politics than you do. Yeah. Um, but he did. I think on second watch, it works far better because I, I don't know. I think knowing what's sort of the whole story of it, it doesn't feel like he's explaining it anymore. It feels like yeah. he's just sort of showing it. And these nice little jokes, so, you know, fair, do, some of them do go on a little bit. Yeah. But they, especially the one in the restaurant where they're like, oh, let's order um, attacks on a rack, you know, yeah. let's order all these terrible things. Oh, yeah, we'll take all of them. You know? and, and that scene when he's fishing mm. and oh, it's <laughs> intercut with him talking to George W. Bush, it's like, yeah, yeah, we understand. We understand what he's trying to do here. Yeah. We understand that he's 
fishing over him and trying to yeah. catch him on a hook. Yeah, and is... we, we understand the metaphor. You don't have to keep showing us this <laughs> for so yes. long. That and a few weird editing choices are a bit whatever. But yeah. I, I feel like it's just such an opinionated film. It's so... I, re- I really enjoy watching it because it's just... It feels so personal and it's rare that you find like a... I don't know, like a biopic that feels personal. Yeah. Because usually they, they're trying to promote like either a brand or, or something yeah. like the Queen one, like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> God, I can't bear that film. I can't either. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> it just infuriates like, me when people say that's better than Rocket Man. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yes. We'll get yeah. that to that later. <laughs> but Vice, uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, same with The Big Short. Um, it just has Adam McKay's style. It's not as fast, like fast cuts, fast editing. It's far more like a a PowerPoint presentation, this one, I feel. Yeah. Because it's, there are lots of freeze frames and there are lots of slow zooms on those freeze frames. There are, feels, yeah. It does feel like, you know, a teenager edited it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, the performances are pretty good as well. Christian Bale oh, as Dick yeah. Cheney is really good. Mm. Um, Amy Adams, Steve Carell is really good. Yeah. And also Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. Sam Rockwell is just really he, good he, anyway. I think he's maybe the best performance in the entire thing. He yeah. pulls it off completely. He pulls off the George Don't Bush. Yeah. Uh, so the next movie somehow on this list, even though I'm sure this only came out in like October or something, is mm. The Nightingale. Uh, I think this must have got shown at some sort of festival yes. in the UK mm-hmm. this year. Um, the Nightingale is a movie that I only saw last night. I was very interested <laughs> yeah. in it, and I've yeah. heard loads of things about it. Mm. Uh, and it's basically a revenge tale mm-hmm. of this woman in the 1820s who uh, works for like this big house... And she goes and sings for them for when the soldiers come. And then one of the soldiers gets, like, rapes her, okay. which is pretty horrible. Yeah. And then goes back to her house, kills her husband and her baby. And, like, there's a group of them and they all rape her again. Oh, okay. It's horrible. It's fun. nasty. It's nasty stuff. And then she goes off after them. Okay. It's, um, it's kind of long. It's, like, two and a quarter hours. You expect this that sort of thing to be, like... Yeah. over and done really quickly but it it takes its time um i quite liked it it's a uh, really nice there's no score so it's just um you just got the ambience of the forest because the she gets a guide and they're walking through the, the forest and um it's really horrible you see like she just comes across random strangers in the forest and she's on her own on this horse with yeah. a uh a tour guide a guide who's black and that's all they're used for and um Every time she comes across someone, they're so hostile. And they're just like, "Oh yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna take you. We're gonna have you now." So that's it's horrible. That sounds really it's a really it's kind of tough to watch, and it does not surprise me when you see articles of this film in festivals. People saying they walked out twenty minutes in because that's when the scene happens. Yeah. and it's tough to watch. It's really tough to watch, but it's obviously gratifying by the end yeah. uh, as you can yes. probably tell um yeah solid solid movie i think i think you'd enjoy it oh, okay, but it, right. it is not for everyone it's not for the faint of heart yeah is it um i mean similarly to have you ever seen irreversible no no uh, there is a key scene in that that sounds very similar so yeah yeah um, um it's made by the woman who made the babadook oh babadook yeah, yeah um, and the babadook is top quality yeah babadook's fantastic um, um i'll check her name now yeah. it is Jennifer Kent. Jennifer Kent, yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. is a, a sophomore debut. Um, mm. And yeah, it's top top solid. Solid. Go then, yeah. uh, the next movie is a, a Netflix film that I was very excited for. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Velvet Buzzsaw. What an interesting film this I was. I forgot this came out this year. 
Yes, I entirely know. Entirely, I was looking yeah. at my list. I was like, oh, right, it's, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie sucked. Yeah, it I really super does. hated it really this. Does, yeah. It was so pretentious. Yeah, yeah. In, I mean, maybe that was the point because they're all art, art dealers. Yes. But also, it's not really scary. Um, it doesn't really do much of anything. That's the problem. Yeah, all the kills were shown in the trailer. Yes. Um, it wasn't funny. No, it, not at all. Because no. it was also trying to be a comedy and a horror and some like pretentious art piece. Yeah. I yeah, this movie really, really rubbed me the wrong way it, in just, all the worst ways. It is just boring. It just boring. Is. It's really boring. Uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is a little bit funny, yeah. but I don't think that's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's really strange. Like there are no standout characters. I can't no. really remember much about the film. There is there is one thing that I found really funny is that there's one assistant that mm. seems to find all of the dead bodies every time that someone dies. <laughs> she comes across the body. You're like, oh, That's give this good. woman a break! <laughs> Come on, man. That's quite interesting. Um, yeah, sh- um, you expect more as well from the teaming of Jake Gyllenhaal and the yeah, director Tony Gilroy, who previously worked on Nightcrawler. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which I was, I've heard nothing but good things, and mm. I need to watch. It's one of my, uh, it's on my shame list. Yeah, things I've ever <laughs> seen. Um, let's move on from a bad horror movie okay. to an actual kind of good horror movie. Kind of good, okay. Escape Room. Mm. Did you see this? I did not see Escape Room. Okay, um, so it's it's just a group of people that get invited to a, a, the launch of a new escape room. Yeah. They go, and the escape room is super like. Dangerous, yeah. And they, then people die in, oh, okay. in each of the rooms. Yeah, you know, it's just a standard horror movie sort of thing. But it's really good. Okay, the sc- the scare. It's really scary. It's really tense the whole way through. Hmm. The only thing that drags this down for me is the final ten minutes. Yes, I think I know exactly what the final ten minutes is going to be. That's the, the final thing. ten minutes is like it's almost like this. This movie came out in February. It's like okay, so we've got this February horror movie that Xander is going to really <laughs> love. But you know what? We can't have him enjoy this horror film in yeah. February because what the hell's that about? Yeah. So let's just attach this 10 minutes to the end, really mess with him so he doesn't like it that much, yeah. so he thinks that he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And the ten minute, the final 10 minutes is so atrocious. Really... It's so sequel-baiting, so oh, nonsensical okay. Okay. that I'm just... I could watch it up to a point, turn it off and be like, yeah, that, that's a better ending. Mid, mid-sentence, that's a better ending than the ending oh, of okay. the Damn. Apparently it worked though because they are getting a sequel. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, though the um, the performances are really good. There's a the main girl is in another movie that we'll talk about much later because that mm-hmm. only came out in December, okay. and she's brilliant in this. Um, the main guy is also in Love Simon from uh, 2018. Oh, yeah. uh, he's like the <laughs> in that, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that, he's really great as well. Yeah, solid horror movie, and uh, if you want in just a a fun horror movie at night. Put it on. And give it Put a it go. On. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Oh, this this made me cry. This hurt my heart. Okay. By the way, we're doing this in release date order, so you, you know. Yes. Um, uh, it's How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. The, the hidden final world. movie in the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. I'm sorry to say, but I only watched two of them. Oh. Didn't watch this one. You didn't watch this one. Was there a third one as well? Like, was this, this is the, the third. One. This is the third. This one. is the okay, third. I'll one. Give it a go then. <laughs> yeah. Um. I love this franchise. The first one, I absolutely adored. Yeah. The second one, I've come to enjoy a lot more. Because mm. uh, as a kid, I didn't really like it. I don't think I was watching it properly. Yes. But the second one, I think, is the best one. And then this one is... It, it's 
it's so hard. It's like choosing between three. It's three. All three of them are great movies. Yeah. But this one would probably be the lowest down for me because the first one I've got the connection as a kid. Mm-hmm. The second one's got some cracking action. Okay. And this one's just a really emotional, heartfelt story. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you're interested in animation, I'm sure if you've got kids, I'm sure they will have tried to take you to this. Um, yeah. The their home gets destroyed. They have to go and find a new home. And uh, Toothless, the main dragon, finds a girlfriend. Hmm. And uh, it's all about letting go and stuff like that. And it's really cute and really sad. And I did cry in the, in the back of a cinema where hmm. there were only three other people in the cinema down <laughs> at the front. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> nice. But yeah, uh, I also watched it again at Christmas. And it, it holds up. It yeah. holds up. Okay. Um, next one, Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. Saw the trailer for this like three times <laughs> and then yeah. didn't watch the film. I saw the trailer. It was attached to It, mm-hmm. It Chapter 1, when that came out in 2017. And this came out in February 2019. I was like, how, how, I'm sure this movie was meant to come out. Yep. This movie has had like three release dates. Yep. Um, but it did finally come out with a resounding meh. Uh. There's some decent stuff in it. that I, I saw it in 3D. Uh, because it was filmed in 3D. I, yeah. You know, if you go and watch a film in 3D, I feel like it has to be for a reason mm-hmm. and not just, you know, oh, we made this 3D to make an, an extra uh, like $100 million or whatever. Yes. Um, the the action in some of the scenes is pretty cool. Uh, the CGI is top quality, as you'd okay, expect yeah. from a James Cameron yeah, produced would, film. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just clearly setting up a franchise. So yeah. clearly setting up a franchise. And I'm, we're all sick of this now. It's we've had thing, The Hunger yeah. Games. We've had elite uh, divergent and that didn't even finish the franchise because it was so bad we're done with these teen franchises just give us a film it's such a shame you don't like all these massive big budget films you just don't get you just don't get one film you just get ten yeah exactly (laughs) they're not trying to sell you one they're trying to sell you a trilogy it's crazy and it's um, yeah I I enjoyed most of it but it's you know they had all these great actors and then they just get rid of them all by the end because it's, they're all servicing one big villain that Damn. you don't see until the third movie. So oh, right. what's the point? Fantastic. What's yeah. the point? Uh, but yeah, okay. Okay. Okay for an action movie. Yes. You know, you could put it on the Seven Nights as a family movie and enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Um, the Lego movie, the second part. I, did you, you saw yeah, this, didn't I you? I saw it. It's still very charming, but it's, it's sort of, it's getting a bit boring, I'll be honest. It's too late. Yes. This movie came out too late. Five years too late yeah. uh, after the first one, because the first one did so amazing. Yeah. And then the Lego Batman movie was so good. I really like the Lego Batman movie. I mean, movie. I'm looking at you with a bit of confusion. Yeah, I wasn't a massive fan. I thought it was, really? it was a little... It was basically just for kids. I, uh, there, was uh, no, there was no human there for me. I mean, the yeah. first half an hour, I I don't think I've laughed more in, a, in an opening half an hour of a movie. I'd have to watch it again. Then, I, I, was, I was rolling. There was a... a it, the the theatre was like half full yes. in that movie as well. Full of kids. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what's going on? That was just rolling. I loved it. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that movie was directly made for me. <laughs> so I think that's why I like it so much. <laughs> but this one, yeah. there, were, there were little laughs, honestly. Yeah. It was a little too complicated. With like all the time travel stuff and alternative dimensions and yes, I can't really remember what happened. I just remember there were new characters introduced and then they aren't who they seem to be and then yeah. some things happened. I it was kind of forgettable. To be yeah. Honest. Also extra meta, even though yes. the first one was super duper meta. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm starting to not like meta humor and I think I'm starting to not like sort of pop culture, constant pop culture reference humor because yeah. it's just a bit. 
Uh, yeah, it's a bit easy, it. a bit lazy. Easy, yeah, and it's it it can it gets an instant recognition recognition if you pick the right pop culture as well. Yeah, um, I I think everyone seemed to enjoy it enough, but nobody went to see it, so I yeah. doubt we'll see a third one. Yeah, and I think the Lego franchise as a whole is sort of in the pits. To be fair, I think that happened after the Lego and Ninjago movie because that yeah. was not very good. Yeah, I very a little heard very little buzz about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, the next one, um, an actual good one. Uh, this was initially released in 2018 in America. Mm-hmm. Came out in February. If Beale Street could talk, really disappointed I haven't seen this because this is like I wish I had a Shameless, but this would be on it. Yeah, yeah th- this this movie really moved me. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie moved me. Nice. Um, it's about this couple who um, just trying to like it. It's half about like a romance them coming together and meeting each other and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is um, the boy, the man, the bo- I almost said the boy, the yes. boy is um, <laughs> like accused of uh, like sexual assault and he didn't do it. He was like in a completely different pl- place at the time. So he couldn't have done it. And mm. it's all about, you know, race and that sort of stuff. But it's really good. Uh, second movie by Barry Jenkins who did Moonlight. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And... I loved Moonlight, so I was like, I have to see this. Yes. Um, yeah, really, really good. Really good. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. Nice. Surprising cameo from Dave Franco. Okay. Yeah, he, tur- he turns up for a scene and I'm like, what are you doing here? Really <laughs> what are you doing here, Dave Franco? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, the mm. next one, a surprise hit, was uh, Happy Death Day. Okay. Um, so, of course, they made a sequel. Yeah. Happy Death Day to you. Um, have not seen it surprisingly really good okay. interest very different the first one's a horror movie horror yes. comedy Groundhog Day she dies on her birthday and keeps waking up yeah um, this one takes it a step further and adds parallel dimensions yeah. and time travel <laughs> and uh, it's all it's basically a science fiction movie yeah, with surpri- a slasher very surprising yeah yeah um so like, I was going to see a ho- I was going to see a movie with a load of uh, friends, mm. and they'll and it was just as this came out, and they were like, "Oh, should we go and watch this? It's a new mm. horror movie." And I said, I, "I'd already seen it," and I said, "Listen, I would happily watch this again because yes. I really enjoyed it. You guys will not like it." Yeah. And they were like, "What do you mean?" So it's a sci-fi movie with a sl- with a with a killer in it. And yeah. They were like, "Oh, right." And they were really confused, and then they've seen it since. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we should not have gone and seen that. <laughs> should have trusted Zander, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I really hope it gets a third one, but I don't think it will, because yeah. I don't think it made as much money as the first one. Yeah. Um, yes, solid movie though. Um, if you if you're open to like different genres in movies, then yeah, definitely watch the first one and then this one straight away. Yes. Uh, but if you're wanting just a horror fix, stay away from this one. It's mm. not a good horror movie. Good oh. movie, not a good horror movie. Sounds very interesting. I'm really interested now. Yeah. Yeah. Would like to see it. Um, this next one, Instant Family. Instant Family. With yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Do you see this? Didn't see it. Oh my. <laughs> this is going to be most of this list, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Honest. I just like your explanations. Lord. Right. Yes. Uh, Instant Family is about R- Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Yep. They uh, want to have a family. So they adopt three kids mm. from one family and hijinks ensue. And uh, it's based on a true story. Okay. It's not only hilarious, mm. but it's also so heartfelt and heartbreaking okay at the same time it's um one of the funniest films i saw last year mm. and uh it almost made me cry okay Brilliant. um top top quality um uh, if you're thinking about having a family movie night this is great because yeah. kids are gonna like it because the kids do some dumb stuff yes. you know get up to hijinks mm. um but the adults are gonna love it because it's a really it's a really good family movie yes 
And uh, it, it came out in February and I saw it, I think, in March. And it, the theatre was still full hmm. when it was playing. So it was definitely a crowd pleaser. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, this next one, um, it's a documentary. Um, Apollo 11. Apollo. Has his name, name, you know, it does what it says on the tin. Yes. It's about Apollo 11. <laughs> it's, um, but the interesting thing about this is it's all never before seen footage. Yeah, uh, my uh, my dad's friend actually recommended this. He was like, "Oh, so you want to see a good documentary? Yeah, this film actually has like footage, real footage of Apollo yeah. 11." Really interesting. Never watched it. It's to be fair, I only saw it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, but it's if anything, if you're not interested in the subject matter, yeah. it is stunning. Yes, like the the restoration of this footage, it looks like it was made yesterday. Damn, it's incredible, and the footage at this point is fifty years old. Mm. It's incredible to look at yeah and also just you know still the achievement of flying to the moon in the 60s mm. is amazing to see and you know you see the the uh the famous bits you know small small step for man one yeah. giant leap for mankind you see the landings you see everything mm. uh the ins and outs of the spaceship stuff like that and all the interviews they were doing with the president and stuff like that really cool really really good it sounds really interesting yeah this next one makes me very happy mm-hmm. this is fighting with my family that's uh, directed by... Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Yes. Did you see this? Man. Did not see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the best of the year. 100%. I know. I know. I've heard. I've heard. Most overlooked yes. of the year. So good. Florence yeah. Pugh, starring role. Can we take a moment to discuss how amazing Florence Pugh's year was? So, yes. Starring in this movie, which was a hit. Yep. Then in Midsummer, Midsummer, yes. which was incredible, she mm-hmm. gave arguably the best performance of the year. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Little Women, she was amazing in that. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. And then she secured the role in Black Widow. Yeah. What a year! She's she only like yeah. twenty. As she well. doesn't at least win Best Supporting Actress. Like you know, I'll be very just, upset just to show some sort of recognition. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be upset, yeah. She'll, she'll definitely win an award at the BAFTAs. They have that Rising Star Award. Oh, okay. She'll win that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Fighting with my family though is I've talked about this before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's um, a movie about Paige the wrestler and how she she's just a girl from Norwich. I think she's from Norwich anyway. Norwich. Norwich. Something like that. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter. We'll yes. say Norwich. We'll say Norwich, yes. Um, and she gets, uh, her and her brother, her and her family are a big wrestling family. Her and her brother go for the audition at WWE mm-hmm. and only she gets in. Oh, and right. so it's about, it's sort of set in two different parts. It follows her on her journey in America with the training camp and it follows her brother who's just so resentful oh, right. and carries that resentment with him for the rest of his life. He has a baby, he has a Damn. family and he just carries it with him. And it, you know, comes to a head, and it's, mm. it's really, really good. Mm. Also hilarious. You'd expect yeah. written, directed by Stephen Merchant. Think so, yeah. The Rock turns up, and you, you'd think that he was in the entire movie based on the marketing. Yes. And everything about it, he was in all of the interviews yeah. <laughs> for this movie. Yeah. But he, he produced it. He turns up. He has about three minutes of screen time. But no. every time he turns up, it's he's really good. So, oh, cool. um, Vince Vaughn's really good as well, and mm. Nick Frost and uh, Cersei Lannister. So. I don't think you can ask for more in that movie. Yeah, no, Top really quality. Good. Yeah. Now, we hit uh, the first of the uh, Marvel movies to be released in 2019. It is Captain Marvel. Okay. Why don't you take the lead on this now, one? I've talked enough. Captain Marvel. Need um, a drink. <laughs> surprisingly enough, the film with half its title dedicated to the actual uh, company that made the film is not very interesting, <laughs> sadly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Captain Marvel follows a basic story, basic sort of, uh, what's the word? 
I don't, I don't want to say coming of age because he's already like what thirty five. So I'm gonna say <laughs> it's uh it it's just boring. I'm sorry. I don't like the comedy. I feel no. like it relies too much on uh, on a cat. Uh, the cat. All of the reviews, all of the early reviews were, oh my god, the cat steals the movie. And I watched the movie. I was, mm-hmm. what? the cat is in like three scenes. Yes. and it's not that funny. I just didn't find. I feel like the cat scenes were probably the best scenes, even yeah. though they weren't that good, anyways. So the, this movie to me is only good when you're doing an MCU rewatch. I feel like and you, it, you, yes. if you're a hardcore fan, and you want to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Then you go. You have to watch this one again. It I has, wouldn't. I don't watch it out of pleasure. Yeah, it's interesting if you want to explore characters. You know, prior to everything that's been set up and everything. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. Just See, feels... the CGI is really good. The mm-hmm. de aging effect on Sam Jackson. Yeah, that is, is that's flawless. Quite, that's very interesting. Until yeah. he runs, and then you realize, oh yeah, that's a seventy year old man. <laughs> Looking like a 20-year-old. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Some Irishman vibes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, uh, I like the uh, Ben Mendelsohn character. I think he's really good at the uh, scroll. Oh, yeah. The yes. main guy. I yeah. think he's quite funny mm-hmm. um, with what he's given. Um, yeah, it's just okay. It's just okay. Um, it's one of the lower... It's at the lower end of my Marvel list. Yeah, um, this comes kind of got very quite, quite predictable as well. Quite, just, yeah, it is. And I, I don't really enjoy films that are and predictable. Like I, I like ones that you think you know. It's like I mean I don't want to just preemptively mention films, but um, uh, Knives Out. Like you, yeah. you, you think you know what's happened, and then it's done in your head. So yeah, yeah. Um, this one just you think you know what happens, and that in turn was actually what happened. So yeah, not fantastic writing, but um, it's. Also, um, I think I another reason I'd want to watch it again is for the post credit scene. Yeah, it sets up Avengers, yeah. which came out a month later. It's mm. like that's all anybody wants. Why are you giving us another movie about another <laughs> character? We yes. just want the Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. It, it made like a billion dollars, so I'm sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares what we think? Then again, I just want to mention it is good that they are. Um, there is a female lead in a Marvel. Of course, film. yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, and yeah. now we've got we've got Black Widow coming out uh, mm. in May. Why uh, that took so long to come out? Exactly. She, yeah. by the way, also she's dead now. So. Yes. <laughs> Not all too interesting anymore, but yeah. you know. Um, the next movie on this list is one from your list. It's it The Highwayman. The Highwayman. Oh, boy, Kevin Costner film. and Woody Harrelson. I didn't even look at this. God, this. Okay, this explores the film um, of the two. Uh, I don't want to say detective, sort of old detectives who are sort of. They aren't in their time anymore. They're not in their prime, and uh, they're trying to find Bonnie and Clyde, and they're trying to investigate. Oh right! It's Bonnie and Clyde presented in this film are not presented with really any mystery. What well, the some points they are, but like to any interesting degree, I don't want to. You know, I don't. I don't want to find them. Like I don't care. During <laughs> this whole film, it's just two old men talking about. Boomer things. And I, kind of don't, I don't want to like dismiss it just because of that, but it is the whole film was just them uh, talking between each other about things that used to be, and it it feels like me sitting with my granddad talking about how good his life used to be. It's it seems quite depressing, really, but that's not what they're trying to go for. They're trying to go for like an empowering sort of old people can still do things right. the same as young people. Because these two detectives, in the end, do find Bonnie and Clyde and 
kill them completely. They're dead. Yeah, but... spoiler alert for the movie yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bonnie and Clyde, you know, real people dead, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just boring as hell. I think I, wa- I had to sit down and watch this, like, roughly four times, I think. Really? Because I... I, cause I it's why, just... were you, why were you so committed? Um, because I wanted to... The thing is, I, I hadn't watched a film with Bonnie and Clyde in it at all and I was like hey you know this could be an interesting I want to know what happens I didn't yeah. know the story of Bonnie and Clyde I knew they died but I didn't know how it came about yeah so how they set that up the last like 10 minutes were quite interesting but the rest of it is quite dull music choice quite dull and uh, the plot seems to really follow generic plot points they change like sort of history to make it fit the plot so right like Bohemian Rhapsody, but oh, yeah. <laughs> but this one uh, is far more boring and characters are interesting. They just follow formulas. It's about it. There Could do a lot more. I feel so. A recommend? <sighs> no, no, no. It's okay. not comedic and it's not heartfelt. <laughs> it really isn't anything, to be honest. <clears throat> and unsurprisingly, it's a Netflix release. So oh, there, there you go. go. Um, I don't. I'm not sure we can, whether we can say that anymore because Netflix have released <laughs> yes. th- three Oscar-nominated movies yes. this year. <laughs> but then again, it's a Netflix release. A Netflix release means a Netflix release. I think in my mind, in terms of I know what you mean. Yeah, you will find the worst films on Netflix. That's what I'm saying. You won't you were, find yeah. the worst films in theaters. I don't think. Well, Fair for enough. the most part, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's easier to get it on Netflix than it is in theaters. Like exactly. cheaper as well. So yeah. Uh, let's move on from something uh, from something bad to something actually pretty good. Yeah, it's Us, the uh, second Jordan Peele movie after Get Out, mm. which was a, an instant classic. I absolutely love Get Out. It's one of my favorite horrors, maybe my favorite. It's I love it so much. Fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, uh, this is uh, would you say a worthy follow up? It's worthy, but it's not as good. Um, no, Us, yeah, has a few tonal issues. Yeah, it does doesn't really organize it as well as Get Out did. I don't think. Because Get Out has pretty terrifying moments. It, they're short, but they're terrifying. And then it has good comedic levity when it needs it. But as yeah. soon as, as soon as the uh, the danger sort of settles in and you start realizing something's wrong and Get Out, it, it isn't funny until the end. No, it isn't. So it just continues down this like dreadful path. And then the the that's why the ending is so relieving because yeah, in the end of Get Out, obviously I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. It's just. It's a nice comedic ending. It's a nice... Yeah. It's, you're, you feel relaxed. You're like, oh, fine, we got through it. You felt like you went through it with the character. 100%, yeah. This one, they cut to comedic breaks within, like, during the danger. That's the problem. Yeah. There's too many quite... Oh, it's just... It doesn't It doesn't hold its horror, really. That's one thing. Right. And, I mean, fantastic. Fantastic characters, I think. I quite I remember quite a few of them, and it's quite so interesting. Such an interesting concept as well. Yeah, totally. If if you don't know what the concept is, um, one day a lot of doppelgangers start uh, appearing, like in proper copies of everyone, and they uh, they start killing the people that yeah. uh, they look like. Re- super duper interesting, and it happens yes. all over the world. It, it seems it works. Really well metaphorically, maybe not so much literally, but you don't need yeah, to really look into that. That's... There's a lot of problems once you start thinking about yeah. the logistics of this movie, mm-hmm. and um, the the final the the problem I have with it is it's really good, really intense all the way through. The final ten minutes, you've got a exposition dump from yes. the main villain, and it's like, oh, okay, right. So, yeah. so you, you did you want to know what's going on? Now you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah, if they cut that out of film, it could work. Could work a little bit better in terms of like mystery because then you'd be like, oh well, it could look work literally, but 
yeah. the fact that it did explain the entire thing it doesn't it feels a bit like an afterthought as well it does it yeah. feels very much like an afterthought incredible performance by oh, Lupita so Nyong'o though she yes. does the dual role amazingly mm-hmm. I remember when this trailer came out and I was hyped it came out on Christmas and yeah. it felt like Christmas yeah, it was it, the trailer was great it made I got five on it a real horror theme now mm-hmm. when that song comes on I'm like the hell yeah I know that theme <laughs> feels like the Halloween music absolutely now. fantastic that's a classic already yeah that's absolutely classic amazing um yeah, because yeah. on the album as well, you've got they they have the song, but mm-hmm. then they also have the uh, the remix of it that they did for half the trailer. So like the trailer yeah. music, so it goes dum dun 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 dum dun 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 dun. Genuinely so terrifying. Genuinely, <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, great film, really good. Just yeah. just a bit turned and also Winston Duke's really good as well. Winston Duke, the uh, uh, the dad. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he's oh, great. he usually takes uh, is he usually takes um comedy roles, right? Well, he he was in Black Panther. That's all I've really seen oh, him okay. in. He was a uh, Mbaku, and uh, I think the the other characters do really well in their dual roles. Yes, um, the twins are creepy. Mm-hmm. The the Elizabeth Moss daughters, she does quite well as well. The Elizabeth Moss mm. uh, in the small role she has. Uh, the imagery is really good in this. Yes. With all like the coincidences and like the eleven elevens around. Yeah. And I think I think that's really interesting to find little details in the background. Yeah. But um, yeah, super duper solid. As well, very good setup. Just like Get Out uh, does set up questions that when you watch on a rewatch, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know why that's happening. Yeah. I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah it's it's great on a on a rewatch. Mm. Great on a rewatch. Um, next one, Pet Cemetery, the reboot, the remake of Pet Cemetery. Did you see this? Didn't see this. No. It was... Mm, I didn't know the plot Yeah. until I saw the second trailer. Okay. And then I knew the entire plot. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd yes. never read the book, I've never yeah. seen the original, so it was just like, I just went mm. into this like, okay, I don't know anything. And then the trailer came on mm. during a movie, and I was like, oh, cool, this is the Pet Sounds trailer. Yeah. And it shows you exactly what happens. Like, yeah. oh... Great, so a kid dies and he brings her back to life and she's a zombie. Great. But that doesn't actually... This, is a, this yeah. movie's super short. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. And that happens an hour in. <laughs> so you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, it's It feels kind of long as well. The creepy... Yeah. The, the, the best scene in the movie is when, like, obviously he's been grieving his daughter for ages. Um, and then when he brings her back to life, the mum comes home and she is, and the daughter walks up to her, and she obviously looks dead yes. still. And she, the daughter walks up to the mom, and she's like terrified. She's shaking yes. and crying, and the daughter just hugs her around the middle. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yes, that's, that's a great yeah. scene. That's pretty solid. But um, yeah, it's just whatever. I'll, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to rewatch it anytime soon. Yeah, I might give it a watch if it's on Netflix. But I'm you wouldn't recommend it. Not really, Ish. no. Nah. Yeah, a couple of creepy scenes. The atmosphere is pretty good in the whole mm. movie, but yeah, nothing too special, unfortunately. Yeah. I thought with you know Stephen King adaptations coming thick and fast, and especially yes. with the It movies, I thought this would have some good stuff in it. And with the prestige of Jason Clark and uh, John Lithgow in it as well, thought something more from it, but yeah. nope. Uh, what are you going to do? Oh, well. uh, let's move on to Shazam. Shazam didn't see this, sorry. You... 
No interest. Uh, no interest. It's a DC comedy. I just, I know, I'm not, not interested in watching it now. Really Sell funny. It Sell it to me. Really funny. It mm. almost, problem I had with it, it almost felt like an extended cut on a comedy DVD. Okay. All of the jokes go on a little too long. Oh dear, okay. A little too long. Um, the villain's fairly generic. The bad guys are all grey CGI mm. monsters. Yeah. But you can kind of get over that because the main character and the relationship with the family yeah. is really, really solid. Zachary Levi is adorable. Um, mm. The relationship he has with the little uh, with his brother is great. Mm. Um, the main kid, he's okay. okay. He, he's not as good. Obviously, they spent more time with Zachary Levi yes. as Shazam. You would think so, yeah. Um, yeah, sh- the, the setup is it's basically big as a superhero movie. So the Tom Hanks classic comedy big... He says Shazam, he turns into a man, superhero. Yeah. Like, he's almost like Superman. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's some great comedy in it. Um, it's really cute to watch. Mm. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, I felt like it was a little too long. Okay. Um, and I think I need to rewatch it. I've only seen it once. So uh, I think on the rewatch, it might be even better. But, yeah, nice. when I watched it, it was just okay. 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 So, solid movie. I think it's better than Aquaman. Uh, if that yes. helps. I mean, I didn't see Aquaman. You didn't see Aquaman either. Uh, do you think I wanted to watch Aquaman? Yeah, Aquaman was so much fun. <laughs> it was so dumb. Um, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard mixed things. I've heard mixed things. Um, I've actually heard people say it's a masterpiece. Really? Yeah. My word. Like, those, genuinely. Those my people friends, are weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, so. um, the next movie mm-hmm. is maybe my favourite movie of the year. Your favourite movie of the year? Not the best. Definitely not the best. It might be the worst, but it's my favourite. Yeah. It's Hellboy. I mean, I don't want to leave the podcast, <laughs> but I mean, I'm going to sit here and this. I, 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 this was the most fun I had in the cinema, on my own, I'm, I'm in an have... empty cinema, <laughs> giggling, giggling, because it was so terrible. I feel like it would work really well in an empty theater. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> it was fantastically Damn. awful. It was it, the the main performance mm. from uh, David Harbour is okay. Okay. But the plot lets him down. The dialogue lets him down. The CGI lets him. Good God, the CGI lets him down. I mean, why would they release a Hellboy movie now? I, that's a fantastic question. It, but they, they also it's R rated, so it's like okay. you can have the violence like in the comic books. Yeah. That's great. Um, but that means also that there is a man boar that walks around and says. Like F's and Jeffs and uses the C word about sixteen times while he's just walking around. Oh, he's got a weird Cockney <laughs> accent. It's so odd. And Mila yeah. Jovovich is so cliche. Oh right. Um, somehow this movie is a King Arthur movie as well. Merlin is in it. That it's, sounds. It is absolutely insane. It is crazy it's like a fever dream there's one scene that i've described on this podcast that i will do again for the for comedic purposes where hellboy is in a lift he drops to the floor he wakes up and he's in a misty land and then a house walks up to him with chicken legs he gets in the house and a weird crab lady fights him they make out and then they have human child stew this might be the best movie I've ever heard in my life. 
This is on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix right now. I recommend you get some friends together, get some drinks, and get absolutely wasted. And watch this movie, if you're over 18. Uh, watch this movie, it's hilarious. God, actually, this is more interesting than I've been in any film in a while. <laughs> it's so, like, the music as well, It's so, the movie itself is so metal. Yes. And the music choice as well. There's a, there's a scene when he's fighting these... <laughs> Well, yeah. the opening song. He's in a he's in a wrestling match mm. with a with a vampire, mm. and he's <laughs> and rock you like a hurricane plays, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's fighting three giants, three CGI giants. Yeah, Horrible CGI. In, 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 he's fighting these guys, and um, Muse's Psycho comes on, oh, which is. Is it a bit cringe? I mean, I don't want to say. Yes, it was. it's oh, my. terrible. It's terrible. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> the, it's not funny. Um, it's. Oh, you're um, laughing a lot. <laughs> he, well, yeah, it's not funny on yes, purpose. Yes. Um, there's one moment where someone gets shot in the head and their eyeball flings about for a while in midair. It's yeah. there's someone who can summon spirits. Hmm. That's her power. She can summon spirits. Okay. But the spirits don't just like appear or speak through her. They come out as like a weird CGI slug out of her mouth and then appear in the air and then come back in with like slimes dripping down her face. It's just this movie's gross. Hellboy has like weird back hair that he doesn't shave. Okay. It's this movie's kind of just gross and grotty. That's exactly my type of film. I mean, I'll be watching it like ASAP. I guess. I love it. I've watched it four times, (laughs) and every time I just. It's just as a treat. Yes. You know, like, oh man, I'm feeling really down. I watch Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm genuinely, so, I've so much interest in the film now. I mean, Hellboy. That's, that's going to be the next flat movie night. Yeah. We'll get George and Jay in as well. Sounds amazing, yeah. Uh, this next movie, um, a little bit disappointed okay. uh, from me. This is uh, Dragged Across Concrete. Now, I, I will completely understand if nobody on this, listening to this, has heard of this movie. Mm, I hadn't. It, it's a movie by a guy called S. Craig Zahler, who mm. made two movies before this, Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99. Bone Tomahawk. I've heard many things about Bone Tomahawk and how absolutely insane that film is. Bone Tomahawk is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, there is a scene I, that I've, I've yeah. seen twice. I've seen the movie twice, and mm-hmm. both times I nearly threw up. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It that. is vile. Um, Cell, Brawl in Cell Block 99 is, I think, maybe a better movie. Okay. And the violence in that is, again, only towards the end. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. amazing. The, <laughs> the, the titular brawl is phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> but then, um, it, so he comes out with this movie, Dragged Across Concrete, um, an epic two hours and 40 minutes uh, with uh, starring Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn as two cops who get caught um, like beating someone up on the job yeah. uh, they shouldn't have been so they get um, suspended but mm. they still try and track down these people um, it's it's long there's not much point to it uh-huh. there is one really good scene one really good okay. scene uh, where it cuts away from all this stuff with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson and the criminals, because you follow them as well. Yeah. And it cuts to this woman who's just leaving her apartment. She walks out and then comes back and she's knocking on the door and um, she's like trying to get back in. And it, through the context of the scene, you understand that she 
has just given birth. Oh dear. And okay. she's uh she has to go back to work and she doesn't want to yet. Okay. She wants to be with a baby still. Yeah. And uh it's a really cute scene, really interesting. And uh you but you're like, what, where is this going? What's going on? And uh, then she goes to work and oh, she gets nice. in and then the robbers turn up at her work and okay. she works in a bank. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh right, okay, now we feel something for her. Yes. Okay. That that's quite an interesting scene. But uh, other than that, there's not really much in this movie that I liked. Yeah. Um, Performances-wise, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely fine. It's just okay. Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson, yeah. you know. Mel Gibson, kind of a trash dude. Kind but, of a trash dude, yeah. That's yeah, but I, I guess Hollywood has forgiven him now. Yeah, so, you know, connects. I guess we have to as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on from that then. We, right, right. What kind of marketing strategy is this? Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you open a movie on the same day as Avengers Endgame. Yeah, Why we, would you do that, huh? Uh, Why would you do that? I think it's like all the people that are hating on Marvel want to see a different film, so they're like, you know, like, you know, they <laughs> oh yeah, want to they want to watch Marvel. a three, and so they want to skip the three-hour action movie and watch a three-hour, three-hour cop drama instead. Who knows? Great idea, great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Endgame. Endgame. Uh, I've okay. taught this movie to death on here after listening to the MCU podcast as well. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. It was a fantastic episode with great special guests. Go check it out now. <laughs> Look in the description. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Buy my merch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you think it was a satisfying end to the MCU saga so far? Satisfying, but messy. Really messy. Um, okay. But it's... I, I'm, it's one of the, it's genuinely one of the most satisfying film experiences I've ever had just because it is following up so many years of 100%. Setup. It's so satisfying. It's very... I don't. I want to say like um, it's uh, it's emotional, but it's like I'm not gonna cry over it. It's like um, it's just very relieving knowing yeah. that you've you've come to like conclusion of most of these characters. Yeah, it just feels very good. Um, yeah, uh, the I think the final hour is um, one of the one of my favorite action scenes uh-huh. ever. Yeah, you know, just seeing all the heroes together yes. fighting—that's amazing. It's film, it's movie porn. Yes. Let's let's just say that it's porn. Yes. Watching everyone come together, Captain America catching Thor's hammer—that that is scene, yeah. it, it still gives me chills. But I feel like it gives audience, me chills. Audience reception is like it, watching it in a crowded cinema helps a lot. Yeah, I, I saw it at midnight mm. in a crowded audience, and those moments were met with applause yes. and cheers and whoops and yeah. I <laughs> I felt really awkward though because I thought it was that kind of cinema where every, like when you know every, all the heroes start turning up mm. and I was ready to like whoa mm. like certain people oh, no. and then like nobody was doing it <laughs> and Spider-Man came in I went whoa oh no 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 okay okay <laughs> Yeah. I'll just stop <laughs> then. I'll just put, I'll just sit yeah. on my hands for a while. Yes. Um, <laughs> just a massive scope as well in terms of like CG and everything. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. The, yeah. I cannot believe the score did not get nominated for an Oscar, and instead they gave it to John Williams for Star Wars. And Star Wars yeah. had such a it was really normal. Know. It was yeah. the same as the rest of them, but this mm. was interesting and different. The score for this movie yeah. and the theme is so iconic. Now yes. it's it's iconic in film history. The dun 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 dun. Yes. The first hour is good. Mm-hmm. I think it's like you know almost like an apocalypse drama. Yeah. Then the second hour I think drags with okay. the time travel stuff. I feel like it could have been shorter. They could have squished yeah. this maybe into that maybe even two and a half hours, but probably two hours forty five. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been 
a little better. Just the the uh, the middle section feels really bloated. Yes. There's some good stuff in that middle section, like the cats and cap v cap fight is great. Mm. Uh, the stuff with uh, Iron Man and his dad is really cool. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the as we mentioned earlier, the goodbye to Black Widow is okay. Yeah, pretty okay. Yeah, but the rest of it just feels really long and arduous. Yeah, there are moments. There are moments that are really impactful. Within our, yeah, the rest of the film does feel bit messy a bit also a bit convoluted obviously convoluted because it's time travel yeah and there are things that i'm not gonna bother say just they just don't make sense (laughs) well they tried they basically they were saying all the way through the movie don't worry about the time travel we we know what we're doing don't worry Mm. don't worry about it don't worry about it hey don't worry about the time travel but obviously in this twitter culture we're gonna be nitpicking everything about this movie for decades to come so yeah it's just yeah it it's weird. I don't really know how I feel, but because it, it is really good conclusion, it's a really fantastic conclu- conclusion. But knowing that this isn't the end of Marvel, it's still Marvel. It's still, exactly. it doesn't really I, work as well. I've said this, and I'll say it again. If I'm happy with with the MCU now finished, yeah, in my head it's over. Mm. They'll continue to release movies. If they're good, fine. Mm. If they're bad, I won't get too hung up on it. Because yes. I've got my 23 movie saga right there, starting in Iron Man and ending, apparently, at Spider-Man Far From Home, which yeah. I'm really glad was good. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that 23 movie saga, to me, is perfect. I've got it there. I've never had that bigger saga before. I'm glad that it's over. And if they're bad from now on, that's fine. That's not mm. touching this 23 movie collection that I have. Yeah, it's like, uh, for example, the original three Star Wars films. It's like, there's no... Bad film within that, but that within that trilogy, there. I'm bad. The word the the, the well, kind of four, four, five, and six, but yes. Yeah, I, Are you okay? Well, then I I've don't used re- the wrong analogy here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings. There's not a bad movie in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Two Towers was a bit. Yeah. What? He's <laughs> it's just right. one. He's basically one movie just chopped up into three sections. It's yeah. great. I don't know. Um. I did yeah, watch I, Lord of the Rings though in like a whole day and I was like, it drained, drained me a bit. Oh, I, I did that, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, by the way, for context, I'm not the biggest fan of Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, please don't kill me. That's fine. I have my reasons. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But I won't go into it now. We'll, we'll do a Star Wars episode at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'm I sure. Star Wars in bloody ages, so I'm going to have to watch it <laughs> um, Do you think Avengers is worthy of the highest grossing movie of all time? I'm glad that a film that has this much setup does. I'm not, but I'm not glad that it's a film that it's it's such an easy win. I'm gonna say I'm happy it yeah. has it over you know Avatar because Avatar is a is quite a nothing film. It just because yeah. of the C that that film is just CG. That's yeah. the reason it was popular. I kind of like it I, I enjoy it's watching fun. it. Yeah, it, it, it's, mm. it's it's easy. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to watch, but um, uh, there's nothing to it. There's no real substance. Yes, uh, I feel like. I'm fine with Avengers Endgame being as popular as because, yeah, the setup and because it's just, it is so satisfying. Yeah. But it was a massive Hollywood film. It was one of the most anticipated films of the year. Yeah. Who is surprised kind of thing. Like Yeah, you're right. No, like, I don't think anyone was surprised yeah. when it did it. And it's just, just a, sort of a shame that a film, well, in a way, Avatar, it didn't have a franchise before it. So I'm sort of yeah. disappointed that a film that's not franchised, well, it is now, but <laughs> that was not franchised, uh, was the highest grossing of all time. So 
No, no, I'm sort of I'm a mix on this. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's move from uh, what some people say is the best for the year okay. to one of the worst. Uh, this was the Curse of La Llorona. Did not see this. No, you are lucky. You you would have a field day with this movie. Good okay, Lord. interesting. All right, it's a bad Netflix horror movie that okay. got, somehow got put into theaters the same weekend as Avengers. Good idea. Yeah, they just wanted to like, hide it. Yeah, yeah. we were ashamed. Um, this is actually in the Conjuring universe. Okay, this movie. Like the Con- Conjuring, good, right? Like, decent. There is well, they've got Annabelle and the Nun, yes. and those movies are terrible. The Annabelle sequels are actually alright. Okay. Um, but The Curse of Liar Owner is the most paint-by-numbers horror movie oh, you yeah. can get. Yeah. It's boring, somehow long, but it's actually under 90 minutes, I think. Okay. Um, it, there's, it's not scary. It's it's just so obvious. You know, there's not there's nothing nothing to it. And it when it, it, at a point you think it ends and you're like, oh, okay. At least that was kind of short, and then it goes on for another 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just sick of these standard horror movies, standard jump scare yeah. fest horror movies, and I am I really hope the next Conjuring movie is a bit different. It seems like it's going to be a bit different because it's yeah. about some um, like someone faking at being possessed. Okay. So that could, yeah, be, that, quite that in- that, concept, that could yeah. be quite interesting for them to cover. And I hope, hopefully, it is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is not good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wanted this as part of the franchise. They could cut one scene out of this movie, and it would not be part of the franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, they made it, and it's got like it's got like less than twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> a paradox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's trash. Yes. Um, pretty good one next. This is long shot. This is the Seth Rogen comedy where uh, he has sex with Charlize Theron. Is that the film? The yeah, whole film? That's the whole film. Interesting. The whole movie. I might give it a watch. <laughs> it's two <laughs> hours. It's really impressive. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah. Charlize Theron is playing the Secretary of State. She's about to run for president okay. and uh, she hires the stoner Seth Rogen. Of course, he plays a stoner. Why the hell wouldn't he play okay, a stoner so, yeah. at this point? Yeah. Um, and he is... He, she hires him as her scriptwriter. Okay. And they start forming a bond. They knew each other when they were younger. She used to babysit him. And now they've grown up and uh, they kind of fall in love. Okay. It's cute. It's easy to watch. It's kind of funny. Yes. Um, yeah, really un- unoffensive. Uh, inoffensive, yeah. Inoffensive, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to correct you. Just, yeah, it, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So- solid movie. It's on Netflix. So if okay. you want to watch it, you can do very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Give it, a, give it a go. Give oh, it a go. Okay. It's, a, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, the next one, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, you gave this a miss, didn't you? I know you did. I because the only interest I've had in Pokemon was in uh, year five when I <laughs> used to trade Pokemon cards. Not because I enjoyed Pokemon, just because I liked the art of the deal. I think. <laughs> the uh, art of the deal. <laughs> I quite liked trading for money that was good <laughs> uh, I quite liked uh, yeah getting Pokemon cards that nobody had and then feeling superior uh, that was yeah. another thing uh, never liked Pokemon though never no? was a fan don't like the games don't like um, what do you call it step by step combat I don't like that uh, I, gr- I grew up on Pokemon yeah um, I was nervous for this movie though because it's a video game movie yes. and it was only greenlit because Pokemon Go was a thing oh, a couple of years far, ago yeah. so they've completely missed the trend they Pokemon really isn't, popu- isn't that popular anymore mm-hmm. But um, this movie's Pikachu's adorable. 
The yes. Pokemon look incredible. CGI-wise, top-notch. Incredible. Apart from Mewtwo, which looks terrible. Okay. It's, it like, looks yeah. really unrendered. Oh, so, right. Like, when there's close-ups on their face, yeah. it's weird. Oh, it's weird looking. Uh, Bill Nye's in it, and he's hilarious in a, not a good way. Weird choice, um, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is a weird choice for this. Yes. Um... Because, you know, obviously it's Ryan Reynolds and you expect him to be swearing and stuff. But yeah. he's he does really well in this. He's funny. Mm. The main guy is okay. Um, I There's a problem with the acting. Just the acting like... isn't strong. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a mystery. So, it's, you know, it's a detective story. Yes. And that the mystery is quite interesting. But, uh, yeah, the acting is really bad. Oh, dear. Uh, there's one character in particular who is the love interest. Oh, okay. And she... When I watched it, I was like, "This is terrible." But then I thought about it. I was like, "She's kind. She kind of acts like an NPC, a non-playable character." Interesting. Yeah. She, when you meet her, she's coming down the steps and she goes, "Hi, I'm whatever my name is, and I'm a reporter, and I don't stop until I get to the bottom of the story." It's and like, that wasn't like done off, done for like that was just n- her dialogue. Yeah. Oh dear. And okay. I don't, I don't know whether it's intentional or not. Yes. I really want to speak to the man who wrote this <laughs> and say, "Listen, yeah. you've got to tell me, was that on purpose? Please yeah. tell me it was." Is it from purely with the performances, or is it the writing as well? Do you think? Um, maybe a bit of both. Yeah. Maybe a bit of both. Um, but yeah, the the CGI is really good. The story is really interesting. Um, worth a watch. Your kids, okay. will, your kids will love it. I'm sure they put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. not your kids. You know yes. how many kids. I'm I talking mean, to the audience though. I mean, your, yeah. your kids. <laughs> Hello, microphone. Your kids are gonna love this. Yeah, a lot of radio mics come running through the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> two guys me. talking about your kids. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a, a little run of movies here mm-hmm. uh, that are pretty cool. We've got John Wick three. John Wick three. Uh, very happy that um, excellent choreography and film is this accessible. Yes. Very happy. Um. Because I haven't seen the raid. You haven't. No, that's that should be on your shame yeah, list. Because the it, raid is, that is amazing, incredible. The yeah. raid two is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, this is uh, the the opening twenty minutes to the, of this is up there with some of the stuff in yes. the raid. Yeah, that knife fight, absolutely incredible. An axe fight is it yeah. makes me happy. It's it, just it, inc- it's the fact that he yeah. spends a good three minutes mm. making like fixing a gun yes. and then to turn around and shoot one person with it and drops it and runs. <laughs> that is amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm tr- I've been trying to convince my dad to watch this for ages mm. but he watched the first one didn't enjoy it oh. because he was like oh it's so easy just gets headshots and headshots and okay. headshots. This movie it takes a lot of time takes a, takes a different like level. Mm. Like the first two are just like shoot 'em up action yeah. movies, a lot of fun for me. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a different level because he's not always shooting people. There's a middle section where yeah. it is just shooty shooty, yes. but then the beginning and end is all choreography, it's martial yeah. arts. It's so good. He uses the horse. He uses horse a thing. horse. It's incredible. Twice, yes. <laughs> twice he does it. You think it's funny the yeah. first time, and then you see it again. Yeah. You're like, "No, he did it again. He did it again." Yeah. I mean, it's amazing choreography-wise and acting-wise, maybe not so much, and also story-wise, maybe not so much. But yeah, who it's, needs it? Ex- mean, exactly. The yeah. raid isn't the raid. The first raid, really simple story. It's about a group of police officers. There's a drug kingpin at the top. Yeah, they have to get from the bottom to the top. That's the story. Yeah, that's it. And it, it's it's not about the story. It's about the the fighting yes the fight scenes in that are incredible the raid 2 has more of a plot okay. that's more interesting yeah. 
but that also has the choreography and the fight yeah. scenes and the car chases. Um, oh but yeah, this is um, even in the first one, the acting's hammy, and the second one, the acting's hammy. Yes, and in this one, that continues. Keanu Reeves really acts it up. <laughs> Yeah. It's right at the end when he's yeah. leaning over him and he's like, are you angry, John? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the last line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of I'm glad he still has a career, but he isn't really that good. No, he's not a great yeah. actor, but he knows that. But he's he knows what he's doing, doing with his, with his he, choreography as well. He works very well yeah. as a director. Yeah, he, knows what yeah he, does his, he knows his shtick, but yeah. he keeps to it. Uh, John Wick 3 would be my recommend if you haven't seen it yeah. and you want to watch some really good fight scenes and choreography mm. watch that man it's like a dance it's yeah honestly it's a very enjoyable watch this next movie surprising Aladdin Disney's live action Aladdin um, surprisingly enjoyable okay. I was going into this I love the original Yes. didn't really grow up with it but I saw it when I was like 14 and yeah. loved it surprisingly and um I thought nothing can top this. I'm gonna write a scathing review. Yeah. I'm gonna poo all over it. Yes. <laughs> Hate this movie. And then watched it. Was taken by it. Kind of enjoyed it. Okay. The the main guy is pretty good. Uh the girl who plays Princess Jasmine, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Naomi Scott, she's yes. really good. Will Smith is he's a movie star, man. You just yeah, watch, yeah. watch Will Smith do anything at this yeah. point. I will watch Will Smith do anything at this point. He's had such a good few years and just keeps doing his stuff. Um, and I think the extra stuff that they add in is okay. The stuff that they take out, I'm not okay with. Mm. So like, um, uh, like the opening stuff with uh, they they just sort of skip over a lot of the opening. Yeah. Whereas in the animation, they go into it a bit more. Somehow this is longer. It feels kind of longer. Okay. Um, the CGI in parts is not great. Um, I have no idea why they got Guy Ritchie to do this. No idea on God's green earth why they got yep. Guy Ritchie to do this, but um, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing really special about the direction. Okay, it's just yeah. an entertaining movie. I'm sure the the music's good. Obviously, you know the music. Yeah, Aladdin, yeah. And Will Smith's version of Friend Like Me, I was all over. I was all about it. I was like, yes, oh, that's let's be having it. Right. Yeah, because oh. uh, he kind of half wraps it and yeah. does the same with Prince Ali. Oh, nice. And uh, that's pretty good. Whole New World, a little bit disappointing. Oh, okay. It is the biggest song. It's yeah. the hardest thing to you know do right. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty solid movie. Okay. I think it, this might be the best Disney live action remake that they've done. Which is... Uh, yeah. what, what else have they done? They did Cinderella. <laughs> uh, they did uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Lion, that, King. I, Lion King. Yeah. Dumbo. Dumbo. Oh, yeah. Lady and the Tramp. I don't think I've seen a single one of these. Um... <laughs> We'll talk about another one of them very shortly. Yeah. Um, next up is Rocket Man, the uh, Elton John biopic. Shameless. Shameless. This is really, really good. I know. It's really good. <laughs> Taron Egerton is yeah. he's one of the best stars working at the moment. Mm-hmm. He keeps every time he does something, it's good. Yes. And he keeps. I. Th- this is that Oscar movie, and it should. If this had come out. In November, yeah. he would have won the Oscar. He yeah. would be winning the Oscar. Yeah. But it didn't. It came out in May, and everyone's forgotten about it for some reason. Yeah. But he's amazing. The movie's really interesting. It's fr- It's a musical instead of a music movie. Okay. Uh, if you don't know the the difference, a music movie would be a music a movie about music, where whereas a musical they get up, they burst into song, mm. and the 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 stories move forward through song. 
and uh, I, I just prefer that anyway. Yes. I love a musical. I'm a big music theatre yeah, kid, yeah. so of course I'm going to love musicals. Um, especially one with the music by Elton John. It's yes. great. Um, it's just really interesting. And they don't ha- shy away from the gritty stuff like they do in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. They sort of graze over the drugs. They graze over mm. the gay stuff. But in this, he he has an open relationship with a man mm. and he has to hide it and it's horrible. There's yeah, a scene has... when he, he gets married to a woman oh, and the and she... Um, for like for the papers, basically to like st- tell him to stop saying he's gay all the time because oh. the pra- that, that wasn't good back then. That ki- that would have killed his career. Yeah. So he gets married to this woman, and then they're in a they're in the house, and they're having breakfast the next day, and she starts crying, and he's like, "I'm so sorry," because she he's like taken her life now because she he's married to her, so he, she's got to be around all the time. Yeah, that's that's really sucks. Sucks. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's made by the guy who took over directing of Bohemian Rhapsody when. Huh. Um, Where? Oh yeah. I don't want to get even say his name, <laughs> even though I can't. Yeah, no. It's um, um, it's him who did all the X Men films. You know, clearly Dexter Fletcher has some talent. Yeah. And probably the stuff we lied about Bohemian Rhapsody I'm was sure. probably his. So um, yeah. yeah, solid movie and a. F- Obviously, I don't think it's a family movie. It's a lot of drugs, a lot of sex, a lot mm. of swearing. But um, a date night. Perfect date night movie. Perfect. Oh, fantastic. Next movie. One of my favourites of the year. This should be on your shame list. It's on my shame list. It's Booksmart. It's Booksmart. Booksmart is a comedy. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, two girls yeah. who work really hard at school realise that they're going to big good schools, but they realise that all the other people at school who partied and mm. didn't do much... Also got into really good schools. Mm. So they realised they've wasted the time at high school. They have one light, night left before graduation to go to a big high school party mm. and they're going to go to it together. Really interesting setup. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. The two of them, uh, Beanie Feldstein and uh, Kate, Caitlin Dever. Dever. Mm. Caitlin Dever. I don't know how to say your name. If you're listening... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they're great together. The supporting cast is great. One, um, what's her face? She is Billy Lord. I think she's uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. She's oh, in yeah. all the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, she is. She's weird. She's so good in this movie. <laughs> she is. Um, she's like almost like a sprite that turns up yeah. everywhere they go. But she's a real person. But she's just super like in the clouds. Damn. You'll know it. You'll know what I mean when yeah, I see yeah, it. But she's yeah. almost like a fairy that pops up That's quite everywhere. Nice. Everywhere they go and help with the plot, and she's <laughs> super weird and funny. Um, like I said, the rest of the sporting act characters are really good. Mm. Um, yeah, this this movie just all the laughs from the beginning to the end. Yeah, and I I love it. I've seen it about three or four times. I, yeah. I'm I'm going to be watching this for years to come. Oh. This is going to be another comedy classic like Superbad. Well, yeah, I mean, I watch Hellboy and then I watch Booksmart. There you go. <laughs> Damn. Uh, next one. <sighs> Man, I'm getting tired. This has been going on for an hour 20 already. Um, and we're only in May. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> next one is Godzilla, mm. King of the Monsters. Did yeah. you see this? I didn't see it. Um, it's almost like I don't really care about Godzilla anymore. No, I... no, not many people do. Because uh, this movie didn't make that much money. Yeah. And also it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the action is really hard to follow because they 
it's either really dark or they try and make it really zoomed in. Yeah. But it's like that's the big monsters. You need wide angles. Yeah. Um, some of the cinematogra- cinematography is amazing. There's oh. some some images in this that you put up on a wall. Oh, nice. Incredible. Fortunately, those are all in the trailer. Oh, so, um, yeah, I didn't really like the plot. The characters are... There's so many. There's so many characters. Why are there always so many characters in these movies? It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, they don't, they, it doesn't set its priority, does it? Really, it doesn't really no, know what it wants to be. No, um, and people were saying you just want to see big monsters fight. It's like, yeah, I do, but the fight scenes aren't even that good. Yeah, um, and they're not interesting as well. Also, it's the loudest movie I've seen in a while. I saw yes. the only screening I could get for this was in iSense. Have you ever done iSense? iSense, no. Um, it's the biggest con in the cinema industry. Okay. It's just louder. Oh, okay. That's it. I see, yeah. And when you mix a loud theatre with a loud movie, yeah. you get hearing aids. <laughs> That's what you get. This It's just roaring non-stop and people screaming oh, and damn. yelling. I feel like the Joker. It's just people yelling and screaming at each other. God damn! Yeah, it doesn't sound like a civil anymore. You get what you deserve. <laughs> deserve Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Skip it. Skip yes. it. Please, God, skip it. And all those people that enjoyed this, that's fine. That's fine. I didn't. It's bad. The next movie, we've got a bad run here. We've got okay. a bad run. The next one is X Men: Dark Phoenix. So, you skipped this. I know you. I did. mean, I don't want to say I skipped it, but I do want to say that I didn't give a. Shit. But I did skip it, also. I didn't watch it. Uh, but no, I, I watched the last X-Men. Um, that was Apocalypse. The, the Apocalypse, yeah, the blue guy. <laughs> That's um, bad anyway. That was just, it just <laughs> is a nothing film. It's a nothing film. I think there's like a little there's a little segment of films you can put in this little category. You know, like, this was just a nothing film. Just, a movie. A, thing. just a movie. Just a movie. There's nothing redeeming about it, except maybe just enjoyable waste of time. I, nothing, nothing. But uh, what about this one? What do you think? It's worse. Okay, that's not a good sign. <laughs> uh. I think this is um, on level with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. As bad. That's... Well, I mean, X-Men Origins Wolverine, you can watch and still enjoy it. Because it's and like giggle crazy. and yeah, laugh. Yeah. That, this is probably worse than because there is no enjoyment. There's oh, no... Sucks. You can't get together with a group of friends and watch this movie and laugh. It's so dull. The, I honestly... I'm really good with remembering things about movies, yes. aren't I? I'm really good with my knowledge. I, if you gave me 20 quid, I could not tell you what happens in the last act of this movie. God damn. I have no earthly idea That's what terrible. happened. Oh, because it was just a lot of bright colours and darkness and shouting and screaming. Everyone yells at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... It's, the X-Men franchise came into this world with a bang in yep. 2000 and then with a larger bang in 2003 and then it ended with a bang with Logan in 2017. Oh, yeah. And then it, when it died, it also <laughs> itself. It's and that, dead corpse and, and, that, and that is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yes. That, that's a good, that sounds like a really good description and a reason I'm not going to be watching this anytime <laughs> soon. God, Logan was good though. <laughs> Logan was amazing. Yeah. Logan's one of the best superhero movies in my opinion. Yeah, if not the best. Um, the ne- we don't get much better. The next one's Men in Black International. I forgot this team came out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you a little secret. Yeah, I the 
I came off back of holiday mm. um, when Mission Impossible came, Mission Mission Impossible uh, mm. Men in Black came out yes. and I didn't watch Men, X-Men Dark Phoenix it came out the week before so I was on holiday so I came back and that and the day after I was like right I'm going to the cinema I'm going to watch Dark Phoenix I'm yes. going to watch Men in Black I almost watched these two on the same day if I'd done that my brain would be mush <laughs> Yeah, um, I can imagine. Thankfully, I, I I got a phone call after the first one and was like, oh, you've got, a, I need you for something. It was like, oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. yeah. So I saw it's been out Phoenix and then yeah. I saw Men in Black International a couple of days later. Yeah, probably a good idea. It's, it's not funny. Okay. It's a comedy. It's not funny. The CGI is terrible. It, it, it looks like the same CGI they used in the 90s for oh, the original. Dear. Um, the, but the the comic relief character with, that is played by um, Chris Hemsworth or the Kamel Nanjiani. Kamel, oh, okay, yeah. The little alien thing. He's uh, not funny at all. Oh he feels like he was added afterwards because they barely mm. reference. There he is on on Tessa Thompson's shoulder. How he he looks so out of place there. How small of a role can you get? Exactly. Literally. Yes. Um. The ending is so obvious the twist at the end is obvious oh that's great by the way if you're gonna have a twist villain mm. don't make it a huge star in the movie yeah because we expect that now we're smart audiences so if you've got Chris Hensworth Tessa Thompson uh, Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson yeah who do we think is gonna be the twist villain is it going to be Chris Hemsworth? No, probably not. No. Or is it going to be the and this person who's yeah. in a really small role so you can get rid of him really quickly and put in a big CGI blob instead? Yeah. It's probably going to be that person. Yeah, you think so, yeah. My God. It's shocking. <laughs> Shockingly bad. And Shame. Someone said, oh, you're just comparing it to the other Men in Black movies. Yeah. So, no, because I haven't seen most, most of the yeah. other Men in Black movies. I've seen bits of the first one, I've seen bits of the second one, and I've seen half of the third one. Oh, right. So yeah. I haven't even seen them all I'm properly. I'm exactly the same, but I've seen the full third one. And oh, there you go. And it's pretty good. I'm, pretty, I'm a fan oh, of it. is it? It's weirdly good. It's stupid. It's so stupid, but it's quite <laughs> funny. <It's okay. laughs> um, let's move on then. This is... I enjoyed this one. A lot okay. of people didn't. This is Brightburn. Brightburn. Okay, this was the... Uh, rundown. James Gunn produced evil Superman movie. Okay. Uh, why didn't I know about this? Brightburn. Wait, what? Brightburn. You, you look really confused. Um, I haven't heard a single thing about this. The first trailer came out and it was shot and it was almost a shot by shot remake of the Man of Steel trailer. Okay, I see. But horror version. All right. Um, I really, th- I think this is such an interesting concept. Yeah. Having an evil Superman. Yeah, that's a fun idea. But it's not DC, so it, you can do literally whatever you want with it. Yeah. It's gory, it's gruesome, it's a. Uh, Elizabeth Banks does a really good job as the mum. Yeah. Um, and the kid is really good. I think the reason he turns bad isn't great. Okay. But when he does turn bad, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool seeing <laughs> yeah. Superman do that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Superman in quotation marks. Yes. I'm just going to call him Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ending, the, 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 there's a post-credit scene. Well, there's a scene playing over the credits. And that is, um, that shows like other... DC Comics heroes, but villainous. So you have like a Wonder Woman, but evil, an Aquaman, but evil, yeah. and that sort of stuff. That's really interesting. I'd love to see a sequel to this yeah. with more of them. 
but they probably won't because it didn't make much money and people didn't really like it. I mean, I know what you would enjoy. Have you seen the Prime series, The Boys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love The Boys. It, yeah. Love The Boys. It sounds very similar, right? I cannot wait for the season yeah, two of that. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one, I liked this. Oh dear. I found it to be really enjoyable, but you hated oh, this, I right? I actually hated it. This yeah. is the reboot of Child's Play. Just disappointing. I mean, I wasn't expecting much, but like disappointing. Like everything that I heard about it, I feel like just wasn't true. People said interesting kills. Well, they're interesting, but they're not interesting kills. There's kills that are motivated by just character and competence, and I hate that. I hate the fact that characters just are dumb, make dumb decisions. (laughs) But no human, no human would ever do, unless you're completely gone in the brain. You would not make the decisions these characters make. And the the humour, it, it, it relies on edgy humour, which is, like, fine. I mean, as long as you don't overdo it. This film does overdo it. Yeah. Or humour that's, like, it, it's it's sort of, like, I don't want to say shock value, but it's, in, they use gore as a humour, a, a, a comedic, like, aspect yeah. of the film, and it, which is fine, but it's boring. It's boring <laughs> kills. I, so I'm not going to, if the kill is boring, the, the comedy isn't going to be fun. So... I don't know. It just—I felt like everything was bland about it. Nothing, nothing really interesting. It's very out of touch when it's like trying to talk about the impact of technology. It's not going anywhere with that. I don't think. Yeah. It just feels very bare bones, and I don't know. Um, I mean, Mark Hamill does a fine job. Not really I scary. think Mark Hamill is um, is brilliant in this. I think okay. he 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 brings that creepy atmosphere. With the voice, yeah, and uh, I think just the doll looks weird. Yeah, lo- the doll looks creepy. It looks creepier than the, the original doll because it's got yes. like a wider face. Um, yeah, I think um, the kid has is really good. I think the the group of kids have mm. really good chemistry. Uh, almost like they're trying to go for like a Stranger Things kind of thing. Okay, yeah. With those, um, I don't really like Aubrey Plaza. And this, she's 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 kind of dumb. I thought she she was pretty good for what. Like, I wouldn't have seen her in a role like that, but she's done a decent job. I thought. I thought she was a good mum. We're very we're very opposite on this movie. I know, strange. Um, Um, I I think um, the detective um, Brian Tyree Henry is really good. Yes, I think that scene when he with when he makes a present for the detective mum. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's a really yeah. funny scene because really it's, it's, it's an interesting scene. He, yeah. he, he he's meant to give her like a a ball of yeah. something, but Chucky wraps a head up yeah, or like, something. Like, so oh, this is a really heavy present. Thanks. Yeah, it's that's funny. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I th- I think it's ha- I think it's harmless. I think you can. I think any horror fan can sit and enjoy this. Uh, standardly, I don't think it's going to get a sequel. I feel like it will get a sequel. Do you think? It feels like it feels like a new Chucky like trilogy. I mean, the thing is with the original Chucky. I just want to mention with Mark Hamill, he's a fine voice actor. But if you were to tell me that this is a creepy voice, I'd be like, yeah, this is a creepy voice. Yeah. But the thing with the original Chucky, it wasn't a creepy voice. It was just some guy, it's and just, that's what I like. Yeah. It's it's, it's very different because in the well in the in the original, it's a serial killer that gets has like weird yeah. witch powers and puts himself in a doll <laughs> whereas this one it's just uh, some guy changes the program a bit yeah so it's a different origin it's not Chucky it's yeah. just a it's called Child's Play and the doll's called Buddy yeah 
And obviously there is like, like you know, Avengers Endgame, there are convoluted aspects of this yeah. that don't make sense within the rules that it sets. But I, like, I didn't really care about that, given how I don't think anyone, anything else really was that interesting. I understand where the comedic bits, like, like beats are hitting. Yeah. But I just personally didn't really find it very funny. Um, and I think even the comedic levity that they tried didn't exactly help with the whole creepy tone. I think it wasn't very scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did, uh, with, you know, shock value, edgy humor, uh, I did laugh out loud um, <laughs> at the reveal where uh, it was the, the character in the costume throws up all over this, like, little girl. It was horrible. Oh, value, yeah. But I laughed so hard <laughs> because it's just out of nowhere. And you're just like, I, what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, looking back on it, obviously wasn't the best joke, wasn't the, wasn't great. But it, because it's shock value, because it's edgy, it's quick. You're just gonna laugh at it instantly. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like jump scares, but for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll move on from that one then. Yes. Um, I think you enjoy this one as well. Toy Story Four. Oh, really? Yeah, second watch. Enjoyed it far more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, it's it's super duper solid. It's just another Toy Story yeah. movie. Um, I cried at the end yes I cried at the end on <gasps> you did watch. as well second, oh my god on second watch oh my god you have emotions Thing no is, way yes, first, first watch of this film I didn't feel it was very emotionally poignant I thought it was a bit rushed right but on second watch it really helps because you're like you know everything that happens so you know that you get more time to think about what's happening think about all the um, decisions people are making and it does feel longer as well on second watch because you know what happens so yeah it feels like when he makes it, when the decision is made by the end, you you think it is it's worthy. It made sense. Right. Uh, on the first watch, I thought it was like out of nowhere, and I thought we well, didn't really have much of a motivation to make that choice. Yeah. But it does. It does work. It does yeah. work better on second. It's it's very good. It's a good film about like letting go and everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, understanding where you where you should be and what you should be. It's like yeah, trying to set your own like personality. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. I like the new additions to the cast as well. Keanu yes. Reeves again. Yeah. In, in the Keanu sense of, of last year, yeah. um, as um, what's he called? Uh, it was um, the the stuntman. Yes, uh, Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom, yeah, yeah. and uh, Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan Michael yeah. Key, the two as, of the best characters. Yeah. Uh, they're great. The, the the post credit scene with them is hilarious. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he's like pew, pew, it's pew. surprising. There are like scenes that doesn't come don't come across as like a Toy Story sort of humor. Scene like there are scenes with them that are completely changed, like what the franchise is known in terms of comedy. So yeah, it's yeah. quite, it's it's funny. I think it's the worst one of the Toy Story movies. I would completely disagree. Really? I'd say it's one of the best. Um, I, I mean, there's re- only four of them. Yeah, I reckon it. One of them has to go last. Yes, I reckon it only does. It doesn't. I only just doesn't um, peak uh, three in my my eyes in terms of the most. What is your ranking? Ranking probably say three's highest, four's second. It's hard because one and two are so similar in my mind because I watched yeah. them so close together. And I was like young and stuff, yeah. so I might have to give them a rewatch. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm going to say two's better just because I think one. There are a few things that are a bit downside. So that obviously CG is bad. Um, yeah. Well, bad. It's it's bad for the time, and characters don't interact as they do in the rest of the three films because they're new characters and they introduce like Buzz yeah. is. Acting like a dick for them. Well, not really. But, well, actually, no, Woody's the dick. Woody's, Woody's, Woody's the dick. Woody's always, always, you know, kind of a bit annoying. But in this film, he's a bit like he's pretty horrible, isn't he? See, I the just, as well. I just don't think you can get better than the first one. So okay. I think, I think for me, it goes in release order: one, Damn. two, three, four. For me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, two, and three are all very close. Mm. Four is just below. 
But um, yeah, I love I love yeah. the first one. I would watch that any day of the week. It's so short as well. Yeah. It's like an hour 20. Yeah. So it's super easy to get through. Yeah. I feel like number four set its priorities. Like yeah. it didn't need to do any more with the characters we've seen in the last three films because we, yeah. we know them. Yeah, it, so. it felt like a, a side quest. It did. And I liked it a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. It was really small scale. Yeah. Um, the animation is incredible oh, as well. So though. good. It's, the rain looks insane. The rain, um, the cat that's walking around the antique store. Yeah. What on earth? It's just photorealistic. It's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, the next movie, big, big disappointment for me. This was yesterday. Okay. I've seen um, lots about this film and I know the concept, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, um, it's... So if you, if you don't know what this is, this is the movie where a, a music a failed musician wakes up what has a gets into a bus crash during a freak storm in the world and he is the only person in the world who remembers the Beatles. Yeah. And so he decides to take all their songs and become famous. Yes. Uh, what a legend. Yeah. Um my main problem with this is the main character. Oh right. He's such he, he's so unlikable. Oh, okay. He's so unlikable. He's horrible to everyone he meets. He's yes. condescending. He's cocky. He thinks he's all that and he's really not. And he doesn't listen to advice. For some reason, he puts off, um, I want to call her Lily Allen, Lily James. Yes. Lily James for the whole movie. She's obsessed with him for okay. some reason. And then an- another for some reason, he doesn't want to get with her. Strange, and it's yeah. like, very strange. She's so pretty yes she's so amazing and you're not yeah. why don't you just set, go for her yeah. she's settling here um mm. i think it's oh god press something it's not very funny mm. ed sheeran is atrocious oh, he's acting real, in it the real ed, the real ed sheeran, ed sheeran. Okay, he appears um i i think the concept is interesting they could yeah. have done more with it there's a lot of uh Pant like patting on the back of the Beatles. Oh yeah, because they're still two of them are still alive, yes. so they've kind of got to. Yeah, they can't they can't say any anything yeah. really horrible. Another reason why Bohemian Rhapsody isn't so good is because the mem- the remaining members of Queen produced it. Yeah, I was gonna say they had so, a hand in it. Yeah. yeah, so of course they're not gonna say, oh yeah, we were doing loads of cocaine yeah. And, sh- yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but in in this, it's all like, oh, the, the greatest songs we've ever heard. Mm. It's like, yeah, the Beatles are really good. In 2019, yes. pe- people don't still think that. If, if no one's ever heard the Beatles before and they put on Here Comes the Sun, they're not like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. I mean, like, I'm it's sure like, they yeah, it's a great, it's a great song. genre. Yeah, exactly. Then again, that genre is still very oversaturated now. So That's the thing. If the Beatles didn't happen, not nothing else would happen. Yeah. So much else in music. Ed Sheeran would be here today if the Beatles didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, same with, like, films as well. Like, yeah. and Kane, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have, well, we wouldn't have films. Like, yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah, I think the world has a lot of questions. Um, there, there are, like I said, some funny moments, but um, I think there's some weird directing choices as well, okay. like some weird camera angles, oh, okay. and that kind of throws my head a bit. Yeah, uh, I had a, I have a, mo- I want to take a moment to say something to Mark Comodi, Mark, you know the Mark uh, Mode, yeah? B- BBC, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, reviewer. Um, he was all over this movie. He liked it. He, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Damn. He was going off about it. <laughs> Um, he was saying Ed Sheeran what a revelation I didn't know he could act like this that's unlike Mark that, I mean yeah <laughs> making massive statements and like that I think he's just friends with the guy who made this I think Maybe. it's Richard Curtis oh who did right this. Okay. Um, Richard Curtis wrote it and he was 
I think he's friends with Richard Curtis yeah. or something because there is no way this is Mark Com- one of Mark Comodi's favourite films Damn. of the year. There's no way um, without some sort of devil play at mm. work. Um, yeah, really disappointing. I somehow saw it twice. Duh. Well. Because I, I went to see it really excited. Yes. Came out disappointed. And then about a week later, I was with my mum and she was like, oh, we, we've bought tickets to the cinema tonight. You're yeah. coming with us. I was like, oh, okay, what are we seeing? She's like, yesterday. Like, no. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so uh, speaking of, um, yeah. Spider-Man, Far From Home yes. is the next movie. There was no break. Yeah, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. do, do we sound different? I don't know why we were. feeling completely refreshed, yeah. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh-huh. the third entry into the MCU that came out yeah. in 2019. Um, what did you think of this? I'm really, I'm actually really surprised because <laughs> I went in thinking this would just be another Marvel film. I don't want to say it's Marvel films have, a, you know, a niche, but they kind, like, some, the majority of Marvel films, they're at least good, but they're not, they're, I don't put them on, like, the top of my lists or anything. I, they're, they're not... In my eyes, the best films ever. They're not, yeah. But they are. Uh, they're All right, usually, Martin Scorsese. Yes, I, I know, right? <laughs> but they're usually, usually pretty good. And I was surprised how much I, I, I really like this film. Me too. It, I think as well. It just sets really good priorities. Again, it's just it sets like they focus on the characters that you care about and yeah. it puts them in danger. It doesn't really care about the. It's like Thrawn with Avengers. It's that it focuses on the entire like. Universe, yeah, it's such huge scale. Yeah. And with this, it focuses on these small characters and the oh, the the interaction between um, Peter and the character I've forgotten the name of. Not great start. His but, mate. Uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. No, the literally, Zendaya. Zend- yes, yeah, Zendaya. Yes, um, MJ. MJ. So, because <laughs> yes, I know. Sorry. So yes, MJ. Uh, she's fantastic with Peter. Interaction between them. I I felt something. I was. I mean, I was like, I was rooting for them the entire film. Yeah, it felt so genuine and really it good did. interactions. I hated Brad, the guy that Brad, yes, the guy that was trying to stop him. I hated him yes. all the way yes. through. But every time he turns up, I'm like, shut up, Brad, yeah, <laughs> get so, out yeah, of here. He was excellent. Yeah, um, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think the uh, the villain, uh, everything the villain does is interesting. They set up a bunch of really quite surreal, like surreal scenes. Surreal. Like, Those dream sequences are amazing. Incredible. Like amazing. Yeah. And even though, like, a bit random, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, he's meant to be some mysterious and random and really, just really interesting scene. Yeah. Um, the actual character behind him, maybe not so interesting. He's a bit... Yeah. It's, motivation, maybe not so good. Yeah, it feels like it's just another guy that's angry at Tony Stark. Yeah. It's like, come on, we've moved past this now. Yeah. Give us some Spider-Man films that are angry at Spider-Man. Yes. Um, I think the uh, the post-credits should have been the end of the movie. Because yeah. if you don't watch the post credits, you have no idea what's happening. Now. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, John Favreau's really good. I I like that they're keeping him in this these movies. Yeah. I 100% think that he's gonna die in the next Spider Man movie. Yeah. He's gonna be the Uncle Ben. Yeah. I I, I convicted that as well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this is gonna cross over with Venom and that <laughs> Morbius movie that's coming out in July. Morbius looks interesting. One way to put it. Interesting is what I use to describe films that they're either so... They look so... I don't want to say bad, but like they are so much of something. Yeah. So so much good, so much bad, so much just bizarre. Yeah. It looks that. Um, Yeah, it it became one of my favourite MCU movies really quickly. On par with the last Spider-Man movie. And um, it got really far in the tournament we did. 
if you still want to hear that, then uh, check it out <laughs> on, on <laughs> tasteradio.com. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah Spider-Man from Home. Top-notch Spider-Man movie. I'm still so surprised I liked it so much. Is it the best Spider-Man movie? Um, let me think. I don't know. I don't know, because, because I, the, I watched the, 1, 2, and 3 uh, of the original yeah. uh, trilogy. I mean, that's still 3 just still makes me laugh a lot. But, <laughs> but one, 1 was completely forgettable for me. Um, 2 was really alright. I mean, people say, people love it. People I love, love 2. Right? I can't really remember much, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, can we just cut out the two amazing Spider Mans? Were just I'm oh not yeah, of course. Of, yeah, they're not yeah. going to win this. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> at the bottom of the list, probably. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Homecoming was okay. It was a night. It's it's good that we have um, another actor. I can't remember his name. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. He's really good. He is. He's, he he's pretty. I think he's the perfect Spider Man. He's the shining yes. part of any film he's in. Yeah. When. He's in Civil War. That's the best scene mm-hmm. in Infinity War. He's the best character. Yes. In Endgame, when he turns up, he's great again. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. great both as Peter Parker and as Spider Man. He's 100. percent I so think good. that's the thing with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Tobey Maguire, great Peter Parker. Yeah. Bad Spider-Man. Not a great, great Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, bad Peter Parker because he's too cool. Yeah. But he's a great Spider Man. Yes. So now we've got the best of both it worlds. A perfect mix. Yeah. Chill it out. Take it slow, and then then you yeah. rock out the show. Mm. You get the best of both worlds. There were actually lots I liked. That was the coming. Hannah Montana thing. For yeah, those, I, I felt those of you in the know. Um, is it Spider Verse though? Um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is Spider Verse. Oh god. Uh, for me, yeah, it's oh god, you're right. I don't know, I didn't, even, didn't even think about it because it was animated. Yeah, yeah, Spider Verse. <laughs> Really good. Really, yeah. really good. Spider Verse, yeah. It is Spider Verse. Spider Verse is the best Spider Man movie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Live action, who cares? Yes. Give it to the yeah. animators. Um, the next one, very different. Very uh-huh. different. Yeah. It's um, Midsummer. Midsummer. Did you see this? I saw Midsummer. I'm pretty sure I saw Midsummer and Spider Man on the same day. <laughs> it was weird. I was, I was, uh, I was uh, with a friend and we didn't know what we wanted to see. We did, mm. We'd already seen Spider Man and we didn't know whether to see that again or see Midsummer. It was yeah. like. Ooh, it's, it's gonna be yeah. hard. Midsummer's such a weird film for me though because I can it, it it is fantastic. It is, but watching it, I don't like watching it. No, I don't. I just it's so, and that's emotional. It's so emotionally dense. Credit to the filmmakers, uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, but it's just so draining. It's uh, really hard to watch. This is, uh, by the way, if you don't know, this is Ari Aster's yeah. second uh, movie after Hereditary, um, which he was is one of my favourite horror movies. I was on a fan first watch. I haven't seen it second watch. I oh. really do plan to. It's like top of my list. Uh, then mid, he comes out with Midsummer a year later. So yeah. it only it, it only took him a year to make this. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which, is, which is really good. And it's, um, <laughs> it's a breakup movie. Mm. It's a breakup movie where... The this struggling couple and a group of their friends go to Sweden to this <sighs> midsummer festival where the sun doesn't set mm. and um they and it's a weird cult really. Mm. It's like kinda like the Wicker Man. It's horrifying. I feel like yeah, the longer the sun stays up, it's the longer people are like awake. And that's the longer it. people I go think, crazy. I yeah. think that's why it's so horrifying is because mm. everything happens in the sunlight. Yeah. It's whenever there's a horror movie dense. whenever there's a horror movie it happens at night. Yes. Because the night is scary. You don't know what's in the dark. But this, everything is wide open, yeah. on grass, on fields. Yeah, you see everything. Got in it. the sunlight. And it's just tough, man. It's yeah. tough. Um, yeah. Florence Pugh, we mentioned earlier, gives yeah. a 
like a, 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 a performance for the ages. I think. Yeah, one of the best in, in the this year. movies. In, in this movies. Maybe in this the movie. Best, I think yeah, the best of the year. Yeah, probably. Um, and her boyfriend is such a. <laughs> he's such a. Yeah. All the way through everything he does, you're just like, shut up, Jack Rayner, shut up, <laughs> shut yeah, your yeah, damned awful. mouth, Jack Rayner. Yeah. Um, I think Will Poulter's really good. Oh my, I love him. I <laughs> love Will so Poulter. Much. I was so sad when he just wasn't in the film anymore. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but he's Damn. he's yeah. brilliant. There's a horrible scene with a cliff, and that that is the scene that a lot of people have a problem with because yeah. it is so graphic, it and it's um it's tough to watch. Yeah. But as soon as that ends, he he isn't there for that scene, and he he's having a nap, and he comes back and they tell him what happens. He's like, all of the things to let me sleep through. What are you doing? He's, he's well funny, so fantastic. Yeah, I hate yeah, I hate him in Narnia, but like, oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, he's great in Bandersnatch as well. Oh, yeah. He's in the Maze Runner films. Yeah. Those films actually half decent. I kind of like them. Yeah, first one was pretty good. Second one, I didn't. I don't know how I feel about it. Second one's okay. Third one's okay. Watch the third one. Yeah. It's long though. It's long. Oh, right. Because <laughs> there's four books, so they only oh. made three films. Damn. So <laughs> you have to make another film, yeah. So. Um, yeah, Midsummer really good. It's not for everyone though. No, it's definitely not. And that's uh, that's why it, you know that's why it probably didn't get nominated for a lot of Oscars yeah. or any Oscars even. If you want a fully like realized world. Of just enca- you encapsulates you completely within the yeah. world. You feel that you're part of it. It feel just feels like a documentary. Really. It does, yeah. It's so, and there even is things within the thing or within the film where they're talking about, you know, I want to do this for my project or something. I want to talk yeah. about this. Like the characters want to, you know, t- write about it and so stuff. They're like, so they like inter- the interview them, yeah. they ask them questions about the culture, and they tell yeah. you. So and it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and there's like paintings on the walls that tell you what happens and you yeah. only understand that the second time around yeah uh, the, the thing with the the uh, with the pie the hair in the pie oh and the drink that I cannot describe what it's about on this podcast it's terrible because yeah. the, the heads over at Dane's Eye Radio will, uh, will uh, have <laughs> some very much. strong words for me but it is uh, it is gnarly to say the least yeah. absolutely insane uh, let's move on from one horror movie to uh, a very uh mainstream horror movie uh, yeah. Annabelle Comes Home I'm gonna admit I didn't see it no it's Annabelle so. um, I didn't want to watch this yeah. but then this was when I started uh, doing promos for the uh, radio station yeah. so I had to see this and uh, review it for the yeah. radio station and gotta say I enjoyed it that's really it's, surprising Yeah, it's the best Annabelle film the first one is terrible don't get me wrong. The second one's yeah. pretty good. This one, I think, is, again, pretty good. I'm surprised they still made three films. And me I mean, too. Is it crowd-pleasing? Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Um, they It focuses more on the conjuring side of it. Um, it's after they capture her. So it's um, after the first conjuring or yeah. around that time. And it's with the daughter of the main two of Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga okay. from the main films. And um, it follows a babysitter that comes round and her friend, the babysitting for the weekend, and one of them goes in the horrible room full of uh, horrors yeah. in the Conjuring films and finds Annabelle and wakens loads of other demons. So it's not just Annabelle, it's also loads of these other demons. It's like the that's, Hall of Spin-Offs, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But these spin-offs, some of them I won't mind seeing. Okay, yeah. Honestly, there's some of the stuff is really interesting. There's like one, it's a TV and it switches on and it shows you 
a few seconds in the future. So you're watching it and it like zooms in and you're like you're way away and then suddenly you're right up close to it. Oh my so then you move away and then as you're there, you turn around and you're like, what's going on? And then something happens and you turn around. So oh, you see dude. on the and she's crying and screaming. And you're like, what's about to go on? And that that's really interesting. That's really I like that. Yeah. Um, it's maybe a little bit long. Too many jump scares. Okay. It kind of get. I, you kind of get lost in all the powers of the demons later on in the film, as you always do with these yeah. kind of films. Just like throw as much stuff at the screen as you can. Yes. Uh, there's an interesting board game as well. Like um, you have to reach in and tell you what the object is. Obviously, a horror version of that. Great stuff. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. You can make that gory. You can make it just that something grabs your hand. Yeah. Great. I like that. I like that. Just really simple scare right yeah. there. Um, yes. Yeah, some good, really good stuff in it. And I think um, I think it's one of the highlights of the Conjuring movies. Oh, yeah. uh, this next one, this is all down to you. Uh, this is the art of self defense. Yeah, one of my favorites of the year. Really, ne- didn't hear of that this movie until you told me it was one of your favorites. Yeah. I went out and watched it. Uh, I've I felt terrible for not watching it sooner. Uh, don't even worry about it. The thing is, I didn't make the film, <laughs> so I'm not offended. But, yeah, reason I watched this film, uh, saw the trailer, thought, hey, look, you know, this looks really interesting, uh, looks great, you know, I might give it a go. Uh, forgot about it completely. Uh, found out my dad watched it. Oh, wow. Hated it. Absolutely oh, really? hated it. He said it was one of the worst of the year, and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be, you know, cynical, but I usually have an opposite view to my dad's. Pretty yeah. I watch every film I watch, except from John Wick, because, you know, that's crowd pleasing. <laughs> yeah, um... I watched it and I think that there's very few flaws in it. I think it's just yeah. pretty perfect. I feel like casting is pretty perfect. With uh, like, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg is a is a definitely perfect casting with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the cast are pretty pretty damn good. Um, it's a really heartfelt story. It's the funniest, maybe the funniest film of the year. Maybe. I just I think it's really smart writing as well. It is. Uh, it's just everything. This was together. like what I was saying about uh, Yorgos Lanthimos earlier. The dialogue is almost robotic. Yes. Again. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. It, uh, if you don't know the plot, because I hadn't heard about this movie until mm. a couple months ago, it's about a guy who's really just keeps to himself, does his work, goes home. He's an yeah. accountant, and um, one night he's getting dog food, and he gets mugged and beaten up and hospitalized really badly, and he wants to protect himself, so he joins a karate gym and yeah. starts learning karate, and that that's. That's the whole movie, really. Yeah. He's just learned about him learning karate and this yeah. really weirdly weird yes. environment that he works yeah. in. Is that <laughs> he gets invited to a night. There's a day class and a night class, and the night class is really only for mature members of the of the group. They're like the blue belts and onwards, or something like that. Mm. And um, I've learned a lot about karate from yeah. watching this movie. I nothing <laughs> knew nothing about yeah. it, and yeah. suddenly it's all about like it's a lot about respect and stuff like that. And you've got to sit in the right places because mm. otherwise it's but not respectful. And um, there's one guy he gets invited to the night class, and some of the guy just turns up to the night mm. class because he feels like he should be there. Mm. And the leader, the sensei, just snaps his arm in half, and it's horrible it's so <laughs> out there that's brutal. when the film really jumps you know like oh yeah this character is, is someone you know a bit something, crazy something dodgy is going on here yeah yeah um such consistent character writing as well yeah and really realistic scenarios so like for example jesse eisenberg um he gets his car like the side of it like dinged by some other guy's car coming into the car park yeah and he's and he gets really pissed off he's like you know he runs to the guy he's like what the hell are you doing you know why'd you hit my car and he looks he looks back and he's like 
like, I didn't hear your car. And Jesse Eisenberg's like, wait, well, you did. And then the guy starts walking up to him. And Jesse Eisenberg, being that really shy character, obviously yeah. steps back and then loses power in that situation. And then he gets really, he's like, oh, yeah, no, you didn't touch my car. No, don't worry about it. And then he walks off. And it's just, it's great. It's fantastic. It is, yeah. Because he's, like he's like that character, but then it evolves throughout the film. So he, then, that's probably halfway through it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he he wears his belt to sort of. Yeah, he he yeah. starts. He gets coloured belts. Yes. So like whatever belt he's, he's a yellow belt, and so he has a yellow belt. So yeah. he feels like he's a karate master yeah. all the time, and that leads to maybe the funniest scene I've seen in 2019. That that it left me. I paused it. I couldn't breathe. I had to get my inhaler and take a moment. It's like okay, okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, it comments on a few things. It isn't all too. It doesn't go all into depth, but like you know, even like the beginning, they start commenting on gun control in America. Yeah, like a few jabs at it. I mean, yeah. it's just nice things that you you like to see. Yeah, and it's. I don't think it's for everyone. No, but not. I would definitely want to give. I want. I would want a lot of people to watch it and give yeah. it a go. Um, yeah, the art of self defense. It's um, it's on iTunes at the moment. I don't. How how did you see it? Uh, I saw it on. I bought it on uh, Google Play Movies. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got it during that Mega Movie Week on iTunes for mm. two pound ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw, I saw yeah, it on there. I was like, oh yeah, I watched that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely worth a watch. And uh, if you can find it cheap, then even better. Yeah. Or uh, I don't want to. I'm not going to condone illegal streaming on here. So uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do don't that, do guys. That. Don't. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't get. Don't do it for this film as well. It has some great visual moments. So yeah. Um, the next movie is The Lion King. Didn't watch it. Uh, I told you this. I, I've told this story on here mm-hmm. the first time I saw it um, in the awkward situation I was in. Yeah. But um, that didn't really help the movie going experience. But I did not like it. Did not like the yeah. movie. It was a blatant cash grab. It, seems it was shot for shot remade. Somehow longer, but with less, like, it was less fulfilling yeah. still. Um, the animals have no expression. Okay. This was the first official episode of the podcast as well. We mm. reviewed this and um, it, I went in on it then. Uh, so I won't yeah. bore you all again. But it was uh, yeah, pretty rubbish. I unfortunately had to see it twice because yeah. I yeah. have friends that like it. Surprising. Um, I have friends. I have friends that <laughs> like it. Which one are you uh, I mean, I wasn't trying to play dinner, friend. Okay, but... okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, not good. Okay. Not good. Stay yeah. away. Watch the original. It's much better. Yeah. 